0: Hello, 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 and welcome, everybody, to The Big Show. It is episode 139. The Sims, Big Show. Sims and Fendrick are busy on their computers. i uh, just
1: checking stats. Just second my, setting my stuff up. You know, well, I have a little formula. I want to have my NFL Jesus right. on team stats, and then I want another
2: tab for player stats. For when I ask you all these questions. And then, and
1: then i got to have the schedule up, too, just so I can yeah, you just. So-
2: to explain what NFL Jesus is for people that think you're worshiping some type of weird NFL god.
1: Yes, it's NFL Jesus's uh, NFL G S I S. I'd had no idea about it until I started working for the New England Patriots, but it's, it's the game stats information site for the NFL. You don't have the code word out there to log into the site, so I do. Oh, well, it's amazing. It, it is amazing. It tells you everything you need to know about football in the yeah, NFL. Yeah, it breaks
0: down like all the plays, like, every, every good statistic, but that's a, the the site that NFL teams use.
1: Yes, it is. It is. It it's uh I was on there, Oof, man. Bringing back bad memories now that I think about it.
0: I will say this though, Easiest username and password in the history of the NFL. Like it is. It's I, I'm sure.
1: I wonder. And they haven't changed it in a while. I do wonder. I'm if, worried
0: about them changing. I
1: it. wonder if you could Google it and actually know the the password. Like actually, yeah. Google Google NFL Jesus G S I S password. Yeah, and see if
2: what comes up. One
0: two three four.
1: If it's out there already, then we can just tell everybody.
2: Uh, does not appear to be out there. Okay. Ooh, but it appears there are people guessing on BugMeNot.com. Nope.
0: That's amazing. Oh, yeah. Hey,
2: somebody... somebody <laughs> oh, yeah. It's there. It's all out there. It's all out there. Yeah, okay. but you got to research it yourself if you want to. Yeah, study. yeah.
0: Do, do your own homework. Right. Uh, we have a very good show. Big Phil will be back, and you know he's excited. Maybe we'll talk to another member of the Sims family. That would be good. Uh, I have some good out of go fields. Uh, we have some interesting discussions ahead on Sims's game notes, uh, especially that on the Cowboys and the Chiefs.
1: There's some good uh, ones there?
0: Yeah, I actually had someone send me some stuff about age in the NFL, which will be interesting. Okay. And our fan questions, we actually have a few people that have given us some new topics that I really like. But first, I want to deliver, I want you to deliver, Sim, some big news. Uh, we are, in my mind... Uh, an NFL podcast that doesn't deal with bullshit. We get right to the core of the issues and we try and cover the NFL the way we would want it to be covered for ourselves. I've always felt there was a slight divide between us and the mainstream media. Right. I think here at Bleacher Report we like to talk about what everyone else is talking about and say however they're wrong but you are about to become a member of the mainstream media this Sunday. I think the Sims and go faithful need to know where to find you.
1: Oh, baby. Yes, you can find me in the pregame show for Sunday Night Football hey, on holy NBC. Holy shit. Yep.
0: Sunday Night Football. Sunday Night Football. Pregame show. Yep. With
1: on Dan field. Patrick. Yeah, No, I won't even be on that one. I'm going to be on the field. He's on the
2: field. With who?
1: In Denver. Uh, of course, Denver Pats. And I know I'm doing three segments, I believe. One is me, Tarico, and Collinsworth.
0: I think wow. maybe. No big deal. No, no big, big deal. deal.
1: Might have heard of them.
0: When you get done with Tarico, go, hey, hey. You're no Lefko. they will be like, "Who the fuck is Lefko? Don't worry about it.
1: Well, uh, well, and the good, the good thing is, is Mike Tirico. I've gotten really to spend a lot of time with him this year because Notre, Notre Dame, Dame right? Notre Dame
0: guy. He's I the mean, consummate professional, as everyone's like.
1: It's beyond professional. What do you he mean? He's like the Bill Belichick of announcing. I mean, so, the guys been got with a lot
0: of announcers. Yes. What makes him like? What can I do to be more Tirico? Damn, Damn. this is good. You gotta, this is <laughs> abandon
1: <abandoned laughs> your life, okay? That's what you gotta but do. But what is he?
2: That, what's he doing? Give me like a few tidbits. I mean, tell me about, about the schedule. The week when he flew to oh yeah, and they South talked Korea. about it
1: on NBC last week.
2: And I watched this package; right. he wasn't even on camera. It was just his voice. I
1: know. So he went. So he went Saturday, Notre Dame. Uh, what was it? Notre Dame USC that yep. week. Then he did Sunday night football in Detroit. Got on a plane, went to South Korea, came back. Detroit to South Korea. Yes. Can We just talk about that for so a minute? Came well, back. That's nothing. It's like a few hours. Did Thursday night football. Oh, wait no no they didn't have Thursday Night football last week but came back Saturday Notre Dame Sunday Night Football again he's unreal he's like I'm asking though that I, I'm every getting day. he interrupted I know, I know. He, he is just he knows every he has a tidbit on everything you bring up on the planet. And especially sports. Well, you know, I read in 1954 they blah, 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 like he's just so well read. He's yeah. got a great memory. Of course, he has great people skills. Lefko, when he talks to the Notre Dame players and coaches, he sits there and looks at them and types at the same time as like, he's doing and, it. And the, at that taking, speed,
0: like you're doing some fast oh, finger he's work. he's
1: doing like, – he's taking their, what they're saying word for word, and he's writing it as he – so, you know, hey, Coach Kelly, what do you think of USC this wow. week? Oh, yeah, you're going to do well, that. Well, you know, okay. me, blah, and him, me and
0: him both went to Syracuse. <laughs> Can't you tell we're cut from the same clock? <laughs> yes, we can. So, so Sims is going to be on NFL Sunday Night Football on NBC – your dad used to work for NBC.
1: He started his really announcing career for NBC, yes.
0: So I want, when you're on television, mm-hmm. all the Sims and Left Go listeners. Take pictures, or you know, better yet, just take video, but instead of listening to Sims talk, just go mer, 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 and then send it to the Twitter account at Sims and And now we have a podcast, uh, an Instagram account too.
2: Yeah, we got to beef up the We're going to beef, beef it up bit.
0: at Sims and Lefko. But uh, yeah, watch Big Bad Sims on it. Well, I'm proud of you. Nice. Thanks. Awesome. I would Thanks like Sims to end
2: whatever segment on NBC, his last segment. And, and just let, be check like, me out
0: on Sims and Lefko tomorrow. Yeah,
2: just uh, Sims and Go tomorrow, guys. Facebook Live Bleacher Report. <laughs> <laughs> NBC is so cool; they probably wouldn't even be mad. I mean, you, don't think,
0: you don't think they'd talk to you? Afterwards? I don't
1: know. I mean, they—they, they, yeah. They, I mean, if it was a shameless plug like that, yes, they'd be like, really. Was that necessary? Like, because I, I said that to them before when I do the Pro oh, Football Talk you, Show. Yeah. I was like. You know, you guys don't have any problem that I, like, say Bleacher Report every now and then. Like, no, if it comes up a natural
2: conversation, that's fine. Like- just be
0: like, I was talking to my boy Lefko right. about this Denver defense <laughs> and about how they just got no horses.
2: I'm just picturing Tirico trying to toss a to break, and then Chris just jumps in and so cuts him alone, off. Yeah. <laughs> <That'd be great. laughs>
0: Tirico, the consummate pro. Yes.
2: 39, Fendrick. I got nothing. I want to talk about Rutgers, Maryland, if you guys want to talk about it. Game was this weekend. But Rutgers got, won, right? Rutgers won. Yeah, maybe, maybe. maybe. Jersey, I was pretty. Jersey, I was so Jersey, excited. I asked
0: Fendrick. He was like, I was rooting for both teams. People were getting angry at yeah, But then in
2: the fourth quarter, I was cheering more for Rutgers. Jersey pride they took won. over. Yeah, it was yeah, awesome. Right. It was a great game. I don't know if you saw it, No, was, I, I was kind of like had an eye on the score, and I was like, okay, yeah, they're in. It. I thought about you a few times. Maryland tied the game with under two minutes to go and then had the touchdown called back on holding. Oh, I didn't and know then Rutgers. Stopped him on a fourth and ten and won the game. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Rutgers is,
1: you know, making some moves I here. Mean,
2: listen, they're four and five right now. You play Penn State this weekend. That's yep. a loss. But then you play Indiana on the road. Could be a win. Could five be. and five going into a Thanksgiving, uh, sorry, five and six. Oh, yeah, of course. Going into Can't a Thanksgiving weekend loss. game against Michigan State at home. Oh. I'm just saying. We're not going to be. Rutgers gonna is gonna be in Michigan contention State. for a bowl game right now. That is good. <laughs> but no, I don't have a 39. Sorry. <laughs> Whew.
1: 39s. Um,. The ones in football right now. Holy crap. I'm, I mean, the the kid McGill, right? Or, yes, Keith yes, McGill. Keith McGill. You got one. And where the hell is he at right now? Uh, is he in Oakland? He I is in Oakland still? I don't I think don't he know. is.
0: No, he, he popped is, up when I was He's looking. not
1: there. Um, 39 other ones. Holy cow. Right now in football. Who am I missing that's wearing 39?
3: Well, i I'm happy Go to ahead. tell you.
0: Go ahead, start. Uh first off, let me just see Keith McGill is currently for the Oakland Raiders. He is there. Okay. Yes, he is. Good Paul. Um current running backs Byron Marshall, Keith Marshall. They're not they're like, they're on injured reserve, and Danny Woodhead. We're expecting his return. Are you a big Danny Woodhead fan?
1: I I mean I love Danny the guy. He's an awesome dude. From? From uh, some school in Nebraska that I can't remember. Shadron
0: State. Holy shit! He was there when I was a reporter in Nebraska, and we had I had this crazy sports director. He's an amazing dude named Ed Littler, and uh, he would always be like, "Man, this this kid Danny Woodhead, he could play in the NFL." And we used to be like, "All right, Ed, you're crazy." You know, yes, he fucking can. Yes, he can. Uh, you said Keith McGill, Terrence Mitchell, uh, to Sean Gibson, uh, and your man Eddie Jackson. Ah. Uh, Holy cow! What an idiot! All-timers, uh, random '90s defensive backs. Ray Crockett. Oh man, come on! Give me wait, give me
1: some hints on these ones. I should know some of the all-timers.
0: Well, these aren't the all-timers. These are the randoms. Okay. Darren Perry. Was a safety for the night in the the Steelers in the nineties. Mike Pryor, a D bag for the Colts and Packers. Uh, some two thousands guys. One was a very big corner for Seattle that was overrated. Oh, Brandon Browner. Uh, one was he's still in the league, but he was a cornerback for the Cowboys. Brandon Carr. Yes, right. Uh, and then a recently retired chief.
1: Oh Abdullah, yes, Hussein Hussein Abdullah, Abdullah. right.
0: Uh, Here's another one: random former NBC broadcaster that now does the draft.
1: Ooh, NBC broadcaster? Now he's on the NFL Network a lot.
0: Oh, Mike Mayock was 39? Mike wore 39 hmm. for one season. That's good uh, one. He only really played one season. Uh, two random funny names that I enjoyed in the 1960s. There was a punt and kick returner by the name of Kermit Alexander. And then there was a guy in 1998 whose name was Pooh Bear Williams. Ooh, I remember Pooh Bear Williams. He was a running back. Okay. I think it was Florida State. Now the bigger names. Lawrence Maroney. Lawrence Morone was the king of the man. I really thought he was going to be something special. Yeah, he had and like I got those two screwed, years. I got screwed by Bill Belichick, just throwing in random running backs. I thought he was the guy, a uh, Minnesota guy, right?
1: He was. You know, and he was Min- in the backfield with
0: who? Barber.
1: Oh, Marion yeah. Barber. Who? Yeah, both of them had kind of the same man. careers. They got off these great starts, but it was like they got punched, you know, hit punched too drunk, much. Yeah, yeah punch drunk.
0: Fast Willie Parker. Oh man, thirty nine. Right. How good was Bowl? he?
1: Willie Parker was, when he was early in his career, I can't remember what happened to him. He hurt his hamstring or had a leg injury, and he never regained the explosiveness that he had in that first two years. But he was the perfect
0: years. change of pace to Bettis, and then yes. he was actually the main guy for a little bit. Yeah. Larry Zonka.
1: Ah, uh, Zonks, man. Beast. Yeah? Beast. I mean, yes. I mean, I think you've talked to people from that era. It's, I think he's probably underrated in, in our eyes. Or we don't realize how good he was. Who's
0: better? Him or uh Ringo? Uh
1: you mean Reggins? John Reggins. Yeah. yeah. They're very similar that way. Mm, that would be a good one. Um man,
0: and then, and then Probably yeah.
1: Zonka. Okay. Yeah.
0: And then Steven Jackson.
1: Ooh, that's right. The running of the back for the Rams of all time.
0: Uh in two thousand six. Yes. Steven Jackson rushed for more than 1,500 yards, had 90 catches for 800 yards. Yeah, He is currently 18th all-time with nearly 11,500 rushing yards. Is he a Hall of Famer?
1: No, but he's a legend all-time. He's, right, like, he's one of the
0: freakiest. Is Corey play? Dillon a Hall of Famer? Mm. He's got yeah. more rushing yards than Corey Dillon. Yeah, I don't think Corey Dillon is a Hall of Famer Man, either. They're in the Hall of, like... Un- unbelievable running backs that if they were on a really good team, they'd right. be no doubters. But because he was on the Rams during that really shitty era. A little bit. No doubt sucks. about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, you've seen Jackson in person, right? Enormous. I mean, enormous. When The first time we played them, I think we played them in 2006 or 2007 when I was with the Bucks, And I just remember him getting the ball and going, gosh, damn. I mean, I just can't fucking imagine tackling him when he's running at full- you full speed. Like, Fendrick. How the fuck are they doing Steven this? Steven
0: Jackson from? You got it. I don't know. I don't think he does. Oregon State. Oregon State. Go, Beefs. Yep. Uh, NBA, 39's Jeremy Grant, Greg Ostertag wore it for two years, and Tom Tolbert wore it for one. Major League Baseball Sims, your favorite baseball player, Roy Campanella, Ooh. wore 39, and Dave Parker was a 39, and also Dominic Hoshik. Dominic Hoshik. Dude.
1: Go. Hi. Hi, Chris. It's Danny Parkins, Left Ghost friend from college.
0: We have a show tomorrow <laughs> in Chicago. Can we have you on? Thanks. He's actually a big radio host in Chicago. Yeah. Leftco
2: just giving out your number to people. Uh, no, that yeah. was like it months was somebody
0: ago. He
1: set up already, and yes, have you already done it with him? I did it with him once. Yes. Yeah, he's good. Yes, he was. He was very. It's, good.
0: That's the hardest thing about having a radio show is you have to Need suck up. All, no, you have to you, you have to get rid of all your pride and like be like, "Hi, I know this is annoying, but can you join me tomorrow?" Like you're always having to book somebody. Yeah, you gonna do
1: it? No, no, I'm not. I have enough shit going on in my life. Can't do it.
0: Uh, what is our Second Amendment, Chris? Uh, And it's not the right to bear arms. It is. Kyle Kyle Shanahan Shanahan is our our favorite favorite coach. coach in the NFL. Thank you. Quote. It's hard after each game to look at the owners and say, we're sorry. I know we didn't do it again. This is very tough for me. I wish I could make this look better for York right now. I know this isn't there right now, but I know it will be. He's been great with that and understanding of that, too. They've really let us do our job. San Francisco Chronicle actually wrote an article that said Kyle doesn't owe the the Niners an apology. They owe him an apology. Kyle Shanahan continues to be the most beloved O and eight oh and nine coach that i have ever seen in my entire life yep. um i was watching the sixers last night right and at, it's one it's one o'clock in the morning and they beat the jazz by 10 yep. without Joel Embiid. Hmm. and brett brown is sitting there and he's doing an interview afterwards and he's talking and and one of the reporters goes brett i mean you've been here for four years can you believe like what you just saw tonight on the road? You haven't beaten this team on the road since 2005. And he just and as he was saying that I thought how many teams rebuild in the NFL and they they bring in a new coach and they say it's going to be a new regime and when all the bumps in the roads happen in like year 2, year 3 they abandon ship. Mm-hmm. And the Sixers had this coach through some of the worst years ever and now I mean this team looks fantastic. Right. Because he's still there. Yeah. And the unity's still there. Right. The trust. And I thought about Kyle in this quote. Right. And about how they're letting me do my part. And yes. granted, he was given a six year deal and Lynch was given a six year deal. Yep. One, how valuable do you think it could be to let an NFL coach get through those growing pains in year two or three? Or is that a sign like McAdoo that he wasn't fit for the job? And then also for for Kyle, let's start there first. How much leash do you think he has?
1: Well, I think he's got a good amount of leash because the team is just a disaster, plain and simple. And I think that he's proven himself enough, even through this part of the year. You know, I know the last two weeks have been a disaster as well. But leading up to that, man, I mean, we talked about it. So good, so explosive on the offensive side of the ball without really truly any great offensive players and especially below average quarterback play. So, from that standpoint, I do think the 49ers realize that uh, their team is not there to support a creative coaching staff uh, like the 49ers have. So, there's going to be growing pains, and I think they're willing to deal with that. Because, I mean, we saw with Chip Kelly and Jim Tom Sula and where the team went, um, and they certainly age, and they kind of miss that ability to turn over their team talent-wise, and they're doing that on the fly right now. I mean, you know... Kyle has totally changed that locker room around, almost too much to a degree. You've heard me say this, where they have no 49er moral fiber on their team Neval anymore. Laura
0: Bowman, gone. Right,
1: right. Got Carlos Hyde is like, and, and, and Staley are the only two guys that know what it's like to be a 49er, right? Then have like maybe some true, like, oh, we, you know, they've been here through the tough times and the good times. Yeah. Um so there's not leadership in the locker room, but I don't think that's the big deal. At the end of the day, uh they're going to continue to do and make the team the way they see fit to fit their scheme. And I, you know, it's tough. I wish he would have got one win to get off the schneid because the pressure is I'm sure real. I mean, to be able to like he said, you got to look the owner in the face, you got to look all the other people in the front yeah. office. You're the head coach. At the end of the day, everyone's going to put on the win or loss to you well
0: it goes on your record
1: it does and he wants to be able to go like okay we won one and we're going in the right direction
0: he's facing McAdoo this weekend Yeah, what I just said about you know staying with a coach through the bad times right you know people in New York right now and including myself are saying McAdoo's gotta go yeah it, it's a different look.
1: It's a different thing. There's tons of talent on the Giants. There's no excuse.
0: Yeah, because the thing with Brett Brown with the Sixers, right. even when their roster sucked, right. they were still fighting really hard. Right. And that is something that you can see. Yes. And that Giants performance last Sunday mm-hmm. night did not look good at all. No. no. But I, not, mean, I mean, yes. Sunday Sunday in the afternoon. afternoon. Right. It was awful.
1: Yeah, it was awful. I mean, it, it was. It was, Um, you know, they, they hung in there a little early, early more than I thought, actually. Uh, but they're a team right now, especially on the offensive side of the ball. They're they're just not good enough to overcome mistakes. They have no guy that can kind of make a play from time to time, you know. Uh, you know, Evan Ingram's really good, he but is. they just don't have a guy, you know, like an Odell or somebody that can catch a ten-yard pass and really take it to the house and see it. And then the defense is doing too much. That would be the other thing too. I mean, the defense just. Uh, they, I think I wrote in my notes like they need to just play it straight up a little bit more it's always a little too creative and I want to be like damn well you know you tried to be creative and cute and fucking Sean McVay dialed up the perfect play for your cuteness and you got gashed and that happened a number of times in that game
0: uh, I've had a number of people hit me up uh, not a number of people. I had one person hit me up on Twitter and said, "Leftco, you son of a bitch. Sims was about to talk about the Rams. The tweets were great. And then Mike Evans' news came in. You completely cut him off. And then when Sims said, what were we talking about? I said, the Eagles. The
2: people are finally calling him out for Good. cutting you Way off. Way to go, yep. people. Finally. I've been getting called out the entire podcast. Uh,
0: to talk about the Rams, talk about McVay. Let me dive into your notes Okay, here. go ahead. Uh, what's
1: well, It's no, unreal. I mean, it's fucking unreal. Talk about
0: Sean McVay first.
1: It's, it's the best offense in football. And I'm not saying it's executed to the best. I'm still giving that title to the New England Patriots. But when I just look at the plays that are dialed up, the design, the formations, I just every week, it's every week, I go, holy shit. I mean, everything they do. I, there's, what makes you say holy shit? What it, about it? It, it? It's just the amount of formations, the way he plays calls his plays together, the talent on the field, the areas of the field you have to defend. It's a speed sweep to Tavon Austin. It's a, play, it's a run up the middle with Gurley for 10. It's a three plays later fake that same run, and it's a post over the top to Sammy Watkins. When you look back at Washington's offense last year. Not as good as this right now. No, it's like Why? he's, I don't know, I don't know, it made me, I've thought about this, it's a really good question by you. Because you
0: liked the offense last year, but you weren't in love with No, him. I wasn't to this, I, it makes
1: me think that maybe Jay Gruden had some, maybe like some chains on him, just Could to be be the fact
0: that he has like Todd Gurley? Because his offensive line was better last
1: year. Yes, I mean he certainly, I wrote in my notes, it's hard to play the Rams man to man. One of those five fuckers is going to win the one-on-one matchup. They have so
0: many guys, right?
1: I mean, Gerald Everett, Higby, Woods, Watkins, Cup. C-Cup. Girl out of the backfield. Tavon Austin. That's the thing is, we didn't even say Robert Woods. Oh, we said Woods. Okay,
0: but yes. But the funny thing about Austin is, I was looking for guys in fantasy, Mm -hmm. and I saw Tavon Austin. I went, Tavon Austin? I was like, $40 million man? And then I looked, and I'm like, man, Tavon Austin touches the ball like three or four times a game. That's it. He's really... And he was Jeff Fisher's number one guy. Yeah.
1: They just, they just, uh, they don't need him as much. They give them speed sweeps. They give them a few carries from the backfield. Yeah, But just what they do, uh, man, I, I, I can't even really put it into words, code The creativity of all of it is amazing. I mean, just think about the game. I don't want to take anything away from Jared Goff because he is playing good. There's no doubt about you that. You did
0: write in there that he's still trying to get more confident as a thrower. Yeah,
1: he is more confident. He really is. And one thing I'm saying is when he sees it, he's just letting it go. Where last year I feel like he would have took an extra hitch step or been yeah. like, well, he was oh, I don't know if I should throw it. You know, This year he's at least letting it go. Does he miss some throws still where I just go, damn, he should hit that? Like He went 14 out of 22. He should have been twenty at a twenty-two, mm. but but still. What about they're making plays everywhere?
2: What about McVeigh this year compared to Kyle last year in Atlanta?
1: Yeah, uh, it's all right. So this is the thing I always say. McVeigh's edge on Kyle is his drop back pass offense. Kyle's play action pass and run game is top is top of the line, and that's what Kyle when he gets you like with Atlanta last year. It's the run game. It's the run game, and then it's all these awesome play action passes off of it that just absolutely gash you. So then the linebackers and the safeties are like, well, fuck, I can't attack the run game because they might go over the top of my head. But I can't go over, you know, behind me because they might run the ball. So And then
0: McVay is that McVay drop back.
1: can run the ball, a little. he's all good with that, but yes, the drop back is just the amount he has more inventory of drop back pass offense. Do you think Kyle would ever steal from Sean? I hope so. it's something I'm going to say to Kyle after the year is over. Uh and with all and I You think everybody should steal from Sean as well? Well, I mean, I like. would. I certainly would. Now, every not everybody you know include all those the
0: the the players he has, yes. but man, yes, it's amazing. And I know that the Eagles will play the Rams. It right. might get flexed to Sunday night when right. they play. Right. I wish it was a Monday night because I would love Gruden to just dive into those fucking oh, right. plays because right. he would have a conniption fit on the set. Yes,
1: it, it's it's uh, the it's one thing a I did find interesting was right. in your notes. Right.
0: A lot of negative notes about the Rams defense for a team that scored fifty yeah, points. Yeah, the
1: defense scares me. It really you does. Wrote, the
0: Rams defensive line is small, right? And their defense is concerning, but they make a few plays every week to cover it up.
1: They do exactly right. I mean, the Giants ran the ball right up their ass. Ruben I mean,
0: Starco was getting a push,
1: no doubt. They were mo- they were opening up holes, and that's it's the Rams right now. I mean, and I wrote down the weight of the guys right when I wrote yes. them there. Like I mean, their D tackles. It's it's uh, you know Donald's two eighty, the kid, the rookie that's playing. Um, Number ninety. Where the hell is it? He's two hundred and ninety pounds. Uh, Brockers, yeah, Tanzel, Smart. Uh, Brockers is the only guy with size, and he's at just at three hundred. And then of course they got Barron and Ogletree at the middle
0: linebacker. So that's not well. Big that's people. why the Cowboys game was so interesting.
1: It was. I mean, yes, and the Cowboys are better now. I would like to see but that matchup now. turnovers. Yeah, yeah, but but uh, yes, it does concern me a little bit. Um, but Wade Phillips, they like to just have these speed guys up front yeah. create ca- chaos. It's the perfect defense really for their team. Unless they have to play a team like Cowboys who can just control the run game yes. and keep their offense off the field. Which that would be why scary.
0: Atlanta's defense was perfect for their offense last year, but it's not perfect for their offense this year. Exactly right. Uh, let me get to some owner quotes. Uh, this one, uh, Ursay, that the Andrew Luck injury is inside his own head. Ugh. I went on a Colts rant recently about how they have ruined everything with Andrew Luck. Do you believe that he's done? And what do you think about Jim Ursay's comments?
1: I think, first of all, it really fucking pisses me off. OK, well, does every billionaire know every answer to everything? I mean, billionaires, billionaires know everything, apparently. We just need to stop everything and just go, hey, billionaires, tell us everything in the world. Tell us global warming. Tell us spaceships. Tell us, oh, coach the football team. Oh, and, and also be a fucking doctor. Shut up, Jim say. OK, that's what I got to say. I've been
0: through this, first of all. Uh, when you did you had your injury for it, years, people didn't know. What is was it wrong in with your you? head,
1: Chris? Oh yeah, it's in my head. I had the greatest arm, one of the five best arms in football, and next year I couldn't fucking throw. It's in my head. I, for, I just, I'm totally fucked up, man. I can't figure it out. What happened? I used to be able to throw in my sleep, and now I can't throw. It's in my head. I mean, it's so stupid. I'm sorry. I'm it really pisses Don't me. Don't
0: apologize. Off. I want it you really really to get does.
1: Going. It really does drive me crazy. Andrew Luck would play a game if his right leg was chopped off. I mean, he's you're talking about the toughest motherfucking quarterback we've seen he in really football is. the last 20 years. I mean, he'd got killed and yes, did they wait too long to get surgery? Certainly. It's a bad injury. And it brings me back to my old agent. It's not in his head. He's got to find the right people out there to help him. We've talked about NFL rehabilitation. I'm sure they're giving him lots of ice and electric stim to fix the problem because that's all they ever do. You got a hurt knee? Ice and electric stim. You can't. You should throw? hook about with your doctor. I, I would like to. If he's out there, I, I actually thought about it. I thought about reach. I don't know his agent because I thought it was Tom Condon, but I don't think it is Tom Condon. Mm. Um, but yes, he's got to find a way. And he's just got to get ready for next year. They're not going anywhere this year anyways. That.
0: But I will say this. I think Jacoby's playing well. He, oh, definitely, definitely. People are still shitting on Jacoby Brissett. I think he's playing great.
1: Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, Jacoby, he could be a starting quarterback for somebody next year. He is. The yeah. fact that
0: he got thrown in that situation yes. in the middle of a week right. and has picked it up this quickly mm-hmm. with really not a great offensive line and right. other than T.Y. Hilton, not a lot of talent. Yeah. Uh, and just keep throwing the ball to my man, Jack Doyle. Oh, Jack is tearing I, it up. I love fucking
1: Jack Doyle. But that bothered me that he Another
0: owner that. quote about a uh, quarterback. You know, Mara wants this team to start really looking closely at the top college quarterbacks. <laughs> if that's what it took for a scouting department to start scouting quarterbacks, yeah. what do you think he... What, when that news comes out, what does that really say? Well, does thats that... Is that I'm ready to move on from Eli. Yeah, is that I, what that I do quote think. Was? Well, I
1: do think that there that is a basic that is a planned statement. But to, Sims, weren't they going to try and draft Patrick Mahomes? Thank last you. Year. And you know how many times I've said that publicly, even on NBC and know all why those things. Get picked up more. Well, because because it's true, and the Giants aren't denying it. And it, it, there's nothing to talk Giants about. Giants
0: wanted Mahomes. Giants wanted Mahomes. Yes. Giants the wanted Mahomes. And the Chiefs
1: traded up and beat them right. for it. Right. The him. Giants wanted Patrick Mahomes. But I think what it does now is they're starting the they're starting the process to get into the fans' mm. head, to get into the media. Might be time for to a To get to Eli's head and his camp. Like... Yes, this is coming. It's official. The time is here. We're actually thinking about it. We're not actually thinking about it and just not going to tell anybody and do it behind the closed doors anymore. But this
2: might be draft a quarterback and he plays soon. It, it, it could might not be. be like he sits there for two years and learns uh, from Eli. Oh, no. I You know, you've heard me say, I'm still a
1: believer that I think the Manning camp started the whole Eli Manning to Jacksonville Jaguars mm. thing. I think that's from them. I mean, just Gary Myers was the one that said it. Gary Myers just wrote that book about fathers and quarterbacks right. and everything. It just, to me. You're con- really
0: good at connecting dots. I'm all right. You know who else is connecting dots? Who's that? Remember when I said last week that Jerry Jones is going to become Al Davis? Right. What did Al Davis do to the NFL back in the AFL days? He's- Sued the NFL? Sued the NFL, and he created the new NFL. Right. Bleacher Report. Jerry Jones hires lawyer and has threatened to sue NFL to block Roger Goodell's contract extension. Jeez! Apparently, what I had read is his issue is that it's not incentive-based. He wants Goodell's contract to be incentive-based because they have a new collective bargaining agreement and they have new TV contracts. Right. He doesn't want Goodell just to get the $30 million. He wants his contract to reflect his success in the CBA and the TV. And i got to be honest, I agree with Jerry. That's not the only thing that Jerry's doing with his phone, texting his lawyers. Uh, So this Colin Kaepernick lawsuit is going to be, I believe, one of the best things to ever happen to this podcast, because all of these dudes' texts, I hope, become public domain. Here are the phones that we might have access to in the Colin Kaepernick collusion case. Kaepernick, dude, you're the fucking man. This is awesome. Bob McNair, Paul Allen, Jed York, Bob Kraft, the Ravens and Titans owners, Roger Goodell, Troy Vincent, Bill O'Brien, Mike McCarthy. Oh, if I get a Mike McCarthy text that's like Aaron Rodgers thinks he's so fucking great, when <laughs> yeah, do I watch games without him? Just imagine this group text. Bill O'Brien's going, I don't want that fucking Kaepernick. I can win with Osweiler. I can win with anybody. Uh, but the interesting quote here is from Jerry Jones. Quote, they're going to be a little surprised at how little I use that phone. Apparently back then he was still using a flip phone. And the follow up quote is me and all the drug dealers in Dallas had that flip phone. That's a real fucking (laughs) quote. He said that me and all the drug dealers in Dallas had the same phone. These owners have to have multiple phones. Got right? a
2: bad phone, they and they're
0: taking them. some, and they're like, "I'll oh, clean it up, present it to him nice." Who knows?
1: You know, again, I
0: mean, and Jerry Jones is using a drug dealer flip phone. Jeez,
1: that's unreal. Well, my agent still uses a flip phone. It's it's embarrassing. He really does. Yeah. He's got the his only, iPad though. He has of the iPad. So, but your still... agent,
0: I feel like, is somebody that would take photos with the iPad at a wedding. <laughs>
1: like he'd <laughs> he, hold up the iPad. He probably would. Uh yeah, what, Do you think we'll
0: get some information from those phones? Uh, we we're going to
1: get something. I don't think collusion happened openly with Kaepernick. I really don't. I think that this was a – I think every team just realized, man, I don't want to deal with this.
0: Can there I, be something as like internal collusion? Or is that not collusion? Collusion's only when you talk to other teams.
2: Yeah, if be. you talk within your own team, isn't that how they do it? Yeah. If I look at my coach and yeah.
0: go, this is a bad idea, I don't <laughs> believe in him. Yeah, that's not the same thing. It's oh, yeah. called I,
2: evaluating a free agent. I got all the issues. I mean,
1: even him putting, you know, what is his name? John Schnat- Shatner? Schnatter? 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 The Papa John's guy? Yeah, like having him say those comments. I mean, that it sounds like it, it was. This is a conversation he had with Jerry, and Schnatter came out and said it publicly to put more pressure on the NFL and Roger Goodell. Did you see
0: what happened after Papa John came out and said, the NFL is hurting my bottom line? What's that? He came out against the NFL, and then all of the uh, Nazi groups and oh, hate groups right, said, right. perfect, we now have a new favorite pizza. Right. Papa John's Pizza. That would
1: be great for you guys, you Nazis and white supremacists. Papa
0: John, the real pizza for Nazis.
1: Real pizza, made by white people and not Italians. It's a shitty pizza. Have fun eating it.
0: So Papa John's is based in Louisville, where I used to live. Right. And Papa John's- Lots of
1: Italians there. I've been there because my dad's from there. It's Italians everywhere.
0: (laughs) There's there's no Italians. I was like the only brown hair, brown eye guy in the whole state. And he would come to games. Right. And I'm telling you, this little 5'5 dude- Wearing a leather jacket and tight black pants that if he farted, his shoes well, would pop off. Well, it's called the
1: stadiums after
0: him, right? Papa John's Cardinal Stadium right. is the football stadium. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. The, okay. The, the basketball stadium is the Yum Center. Oh, the Yum. But it always looked like he had some mascara on, and it always, he would just, he was just this little dude, and he'd bounce around, and you're like, he's the, he's the pizza fairy. Yeah.
1: He is. Unbelievable. I mean, yes. I feel like he told them, like, I want to be on the Papa John commercials. I want to sit on the stool and be seen.
0: When I am on the highway and I see an advertisement for, like, a lawyer or a law firm and the guy's on it, that's a guy that wants to... Oh, you saw my picture on I-95? It's the same thing. Papa John's had to be in there.
2: You looking, I, Are you trying well, to make sure he's not Italian? No, or no, I? No, I was just looking up of how Papa John's responded to the neo-Nazi <laughs> Oh, yeah, groups. what he say? They issued a statement, quote, We condemn racism in all forms and any and all hate groups that support it. We do not want these individuals or groups to buy our pizza.
1: I give them credit for saying that. That's a good... That's, so give them I give credit. Yeah, I yeah. don't know.
0: I'd still sell pizza to them.
1: Well, he, he knows he's not going to stop, so it's it's a win win.
0: I would like them to figure out as the boom happened of all the white supremacy, what is the most ordered white supremacist pizza? Oh,
2: yeah. What do you think it is? I, I mean, what kind of question is that? What, what kind of, of question? I that? I think I think Oh, you're talking topping. Yes. Not, oh, that's a good question. All right, I put it out to the Twitter audience and oh, see what we get. It's
1: plain cheese and, and sausage or bacon, guaranteed. Sausage or bacon, gotten all I, over you it. You know no what? I'm
0: going with an all white pizza. <laughs> Ricotta, <laughs> white. No, you don't want a mixing. You know, all white. <laughs>
1: none of that red stuff.
0: Uh, so little. I'll do a random left coast sprinkle. Ah, uh, the top six rookie reception leaders. None of them are wide receivers. Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara, Evan Ingram, Kareem Hunt, Tariq Cohen, and Kittle. Wow. None of the top receivers. That's
1: pretty amazing.
0: I think that's pretty cool. It really is. Another random nugget. Jordy Nelson has been held under 40 yards in consecutive games for the first time since week 14 and 15 of 2010. No! You mean the Packers offense isn't good? (laughs) Monday night, first drive of the game third or fourth play brett hunley did a run pass option and ran to the outside yeah and i was sitting there on my couch eating my thai food and i went oh shit they're gonna do something yeah and then the rest of the game happens <laughs> they didn't change anything, anything sims
1: anything man i mean no this is this is what they are
0: is is it possible that mccarthy is on the hot seat now Whew. do you think it's possible
1: I do think he's going to be evaluated. The problem is with Green Bay is there's no overarching one owner to go, this is not acceptable. 60, What's wrong with us? Packers right. owners. Um but I do think it's Ted again Thompson's
0: just keep it the way it is. It's what we're
1: gonna be seeing here. It's it's uh they're gonna get exposed. I just have a hard time believing it. The whole team is gonna get exposed. And you know they're not beating the Bears this weekend in Chicago. It's crazy no Bears
0: way. are favored for the first time in years against the Packers
1: they're, they're gonna have a hard time moving the ball in the Bears. I, I don't know how they' they are not built to play the game that you saw on Monday night where it's power run, eye formation, the basic pass schemes. You know, I really think everyone, I really, I, and I've heard it already from other people like, man, Rodgers really was. Sa- I had a few people today, he really was saving Green Bay. And I want to be like, Sh- shut the know, fuck no. up. I mean, I was she just bullshitting for the last three years. I mean, I've been lying just because I like him so much. I was trying to pump him up. Does anybody really think I'm that guy? No, they suck on offense. It's him. Wasn't it, it great
0: to see Stafford just fit in those turkey holes? No, the old turkey <laughs> holes.
1: My dad says he wants to, he's ready.
0: Oh, we're and, not ready. I have uh, five more minutes. Okay, good. Okay. Uh, But hold on, Stafford though, what what a stud!
1: What a stud! Um, Lions are still a viable. Lions are a thing. Yeah, well, I mean, the biggest thing about the Lions, just think about who they lost to.
0: Yeah, their schedule has been insanely tough, insane, right?
1: So they're still in this, and their defense—they don't let up a ton of big plays. I wish they could run the ball with a little bit more success, but as long as you got big old Matthew Stafford back there, they got a chance to beat just about anybody.
0: Let's call Phil. I'm ready for Phil. Give it to us, Nick. Big Phil, he's filling time. We also have a, another. philosophy. osophy We got that as an iTunes comment. I really hope someone else picks up. Now he's ready.
2: Mama Sims. She was great last week. She was.
3: Did we check that to second. him
0: last year, philosophy, or last week?
3: I don't know. Yeah, what are y'all talking about? I was listening. I was hey Phil.
0: Well, hey. let me let me pitch this to you. This is from ASAPASAPALALS, greatest podcast ever. Sims and Lefko is the greatest podcast I have ever seen. And when Phil comes on, it should actually be called Philosophy.
1: I think that's so, what they use at CBS, though, right? All those years.
3: Yeah, I think it was philosophy. Well, screw yes. that. Yes.
0: Tell no, us how that, you
1: really my Phil. My
3: nickname is Vanilla Ice. <laughs> ah, i like that Fadilla ice ice, I ice baby
1: where did you come up Rock, with that Rock, you're Rock. not creative enough to come up with that who said that to <gasps> you
3: uh nate nate perlston he goes i don't know what to call you uh, sim shady <laughs> Sim, shady.
4: <laughs> like, That's good. Man,
3: did you get that off the top of your head because i just blurted this i said whatever I said, man, Brock, you the man, if you can, word out, or something like that. I don't know what. Whatever people say.
0: Right. Oh, yeah, that's what people say. And he
3: just goes, well, hey, first off, it ain't word out. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said, call me vanilla ice and whatever. I said, and then uh, we went to commercial. I went, Did that just come off the top of your head? He goes, Yeah. But I was waiting on it, when I knew you were going to do a rhyme or something. Was, I <laughs> on awesome. oh, well. Phil, I don't know good. if
0: you saw this, but ESPN is doing a new 30 for 30 called The Two Bills about the relationship between Bill Belichick and Bill Parcells, and who better to share what it could be like than you. What do you think it's going to be like? They got him in a room and interviewed them together.
3: Oh, no kidding. Oh, yes. that's great. So... That'll be interesting. I know that uh, Bill Parcells had great respect for Bill Belichick when we were together. I mean, you, you can see that. Why wouldn't he? And what he did. I remember, I think, in 1986, Bill Belichick, defensive coordinator, I think he told me a stat for that team that year. He said, Sims, or, you know, whatever he said to me, we played the same coverage almost every snap of every game for the whole year. And I just went, "Really?" And you know, he had an unbelievable number, so it was always—it's you know—that's Bill Belichick, Christopher. You know that yep. he's such a historian, but he can remember if I said to him, "Hey, about the." Third down play against the Minnesota Vikings that year. He goes, "Oh yeah, we were in a cover two, and we read this, and he would know the play right away." It's really amazing that way.
0: When you but, were the quarterback, we always hear about Belichick holding Tom Brady's feet to the fire, and I know coaches will do that with their assistants, especially someone like Parcells. Oh,
3: we're, Bill we're the... Parcells, not to interrupt you. Yeah, <laughs> no, just go, no, no, go, ahead. go ahead. Please do. Really, really tough on assistant coaches. Uh, they all, you know, I, I'm friends and still talk to a lot of those assistant coaches to to this day. And you know what they say? Hey, you think Bill Parcells was rough on you? He was r- twice as uh, tough on us.
0: Yeah. Do you have any, any memories said, wow, really? about...
3: I said, that's unbelievable.
0: Do you have any memories about Parcell and Belichick? Just like one of their interactions? Yeah, did he, would he the get team? hard
3: on Bill? And Did you ever see that? No, I never did. No, I think there was there there were two people that I don't think he picked on... In our, Coaching staff. That was Ron Earhart. Right. Because Ron was older and really accomplished and everything. And then Bill Belichick, I think he knew what he had there. I really do. Mm. But Pat Hodson, you know you remember Pat Christopher, Sure, yeah. Our wide receiver coach with the Giants right coached with Parcells with the Jets and went to Pittsburgh with Ron Earhart. He was saying, Bill this, and he's just going on and on how tough he was, and I was like, Wow, you're just killing him. He goes, But you know what there, Blondie? If he called me tomorrow, I'd go coach with him because, man, you could coach your players when he was the man. And mm-hmm. I just went, wow, that's a great compliment. Right. It's really cool to hear that.
0: Who was a better coach? I mean, it's Belichick, right?
3: Look, there's no arguing. Who's the most accomplished, best coach in NFL history? That's Bill Belichick. So, And he's done it many – you know what makes him great? He's done it many different ways. They used to write him down. He did it with defense. And then he saw the tide changing. Then he did it with a new offense. And then he did it with tight ends. And it was a blitzing defense. And then it's all zone. I mean, he's 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 won every Super Bowl. Almost has a different flavor right. to what they did. And now they they're created.
1: throwing the ball down the field. It's not dink and dunk what it was like in the you know eleven and and fourteen as much. It's th- yep,
3: that's right. You know, and you know you could he he they see it coming, and it's. Like, they stay one step ahead of the trend. And I was talking to Bill Cower this past week and said something. He was talking about a screenplay. I'm not going to try to describe it. And I said, well, you know where they came from? And I said, that was Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels. They did it. And boom, and I said, he goes, God, I think you're right.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> and so they've been the first ones. Like, Tom Brady, I remember one year they had a play. He looked to his right, and Josh McDaniels put it in. And they knew they were going to throw it, but they looked over here and they threw it to the other side, and Belichick says, what are you doing? And then he told him, he goes, we're going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> this was like during the offseason, just some thoughts that they'd come up with, and he knew they were so ahead of what everybody else was doing that it was really going to help their football team.
0: Right. So, Phil, what's on your mind these days? What do you want to get off that, uh, that probably bald chest of yours?
3: <laughs> yes, thank you. Okay, I don't know if I take that as a compliment or not. <clears throat> Let's see. Well, you know what was great? Monday night that you know it's a primetime game do y'all know that that's primetime prime <laughs> lights <laughs> are on you don't, you don't care what you do 15 weeks of the year but if you do it in primetime you're special <laughs> okay yeah. i One love those that other games games mean nothing you got to do it when we do the game but matt stafford oh okay yeah okay bring it on you know i just i've probably already done this with you yeah but i don't care <laughs> <laughs> i mean come on it, it's My son, we talk about this. This is one of the all-time special throwers of the football in history. Yep. Okay, so we got that out of the way. Do we believe now, America? Oh well, he, you know, hey, he hasn't done it when it counts yet. He hasn't won a big game. He needs Megatron. Oh my gosh! It's just it's. But whatever. And there I am sitting there watching the game, going a couple things. One. How stupid am I that I picked against Matt Stafford that night?
4: Yeah, you're stupid. Picked you picked
3: Green the Bay Packers? I just thought for sure Green Bay was going to come out with the most unbelievable game plan that we haven't seen. You're the new Mush. And I didn't see it, so <laughs> I felt stupid there. And then I realized, too, the fact when Aaron Rodgers is not in the game that I'm a fan. And I just went, wow, it really did take away some of my interest in the game. Because right. I just go, God, I wish Aaron Rodgers was playing. This would have been. It would have been a tremendous game.
1: Dad, dad is legitimately like he's hurt that some of the stars are, are hurt in the NFL right now. Like the first time ever I've heard Dad actually go like, man, we're missing some players that I tuned into games just to watch them play, and I've never heard Dad take that that angle.
3: Well, you know, it, 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 you know why? I guess it's society now and everything. I remember somebody said something to me years ago. Well, the NFL is going to go down now. Dan Marino and John Elway are getting old, and I said well, you're completely wrong. I said, because it's about the helmet, the uniform. But you know what? Now it it really is about the stars. You know, I think about it. I I was so excited to see Houston play this coming week last weekend because I just wanted to see what Deshaun Watson was going to do again. Right. And and I watched that game against the Colts. I I watched it this morning, actually. And you know what I noticed? Man, there were a lot of empty seats. Yeah. And Mm. I just wonder if people didn't show up because they go – Deshaun's not playing, you know, wow, well, then let's just don't go. Right. I, I wonder if that had something to do with it. I would think it would. And, you know, and then all of a sudden I'm looking on the other side, man, that could have been Andrew Luck. That we'd have been promoting that game off the charts if Deshaun Watson and Andrew Luck were both playing in it. And, you know, of course, Carson Palmer's out. You know the whole list. And and uh, Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, come on, I, I, same thing. Yeah. yeah, like the Giants. But man, I was always interested to see as a fan what what was he doing today? How many catches did he get?
1: Undoubtedly, so it just
3: goes on and on. So it, it it is it's it's amazing how I've changed myself. All
1: right, I, got, well, I want uh, a bit, you know I know we thought maybe we'd talk about like the NFC or the Jaguars. I want to ask one question just because I know people like when you go on story time. Anyways, is the. You know, you coming from Moorhead State, I think I know the answer to this, but Moorhead State, seven pick of the draft, everybody booed you. Who's this blowhard from Kentucky? I don't know. Well, they
3: didn't know I was a blowhard at the time. (laughs) They
1: didn't know yet. But what was your moment, like, when you got underneath the center and you were like, holy shit, I'm in the NFL. Like, this this is different than Moorhead State versus Marshall.
3: Yeah, it was awesome. You know, I remember running out on the field. I'll make it fast. Yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers, they just won the third of their fourth Super Bowls. They were going to win the fourth one that year. Right. And they're giving out some type of ceremony. We're in Pittsburgh. It's packed. Right. And the first half, I'm watching Terry Bradshaw throw the ball to Lynn Swan or whoever, John Stallworth, they're catching the ball. I'm going, man, this is great. Damn, Terry's good in person. <laughs> and, just, and I had one, Doug Van Horn, one of our old 15-year vet offensive linemen, looked at me and goes, he, I can't even repeat. I know you guys curse. So I'm not going to say it. Why? And he basically said, shut up. And I said, oh, sorry, man. I'm just, this is, whatever. I got in the game, got ready to get underneath the center, and it's really cool. They didn't substitute one damn player in the defense, which at first I went, oh, my God, he didn't substitute. <laughs> and then I looked two feet from me, is mean Joe Green. Right. Two feet, uh, four feet in front of me is Jack Lambert, and I'm going, damn, he's tall, and, <laughs> and he's really skinny. And then he starts barking out signals, and I said, hell, he has got no teeth." <laughs> and, and, and it, you know, so and there's Mel Blood, Donnie Shell, um, shoot, Jack Ham. Yeah. Oh, I forgot the other outside linebacker's name off the top of my head. Jack. Um, well, well, whatever. So all these guys, it was just incredible. It right. really was. And I remember.
0: And what happened on the play?
3: Well, my right guard jumped off sides because he had to block Mean Joe Green. He was scared to death. <laughs> and then he jumped offside the next play. We got first and 20. I go, damn, we're never going to get a playoff. <laughs> and and uh, as I'm walking back to the huddle, Mean Joe Green goes, AQB. If you guys don't go on the first sound over there, you're never going to run a play.
4: <laughs>
3: and, uh, so whatever. Third and 24 after two runs. And I'm thinking they're going to play a prevent defense. So I'm going to look down the field, and I'm going to throw that ball to the running back, and he's going to get killed by the, you know, as I look over there, but he's going to get about five yards, and I'm going to leave the field going, well, I'm one for one, and I come up to the line of scrimmage, and I swear to you, they had 11 guys within one inch of the line of scrimmage. <laughs> and, and I don't know how, I threw the ball down the right sideline, and Ernest Gray, who was the second round draft pick that year from Memphis, right. caught it for 42 yards over Mel Blunt. Wow.
1: Damn, wow. I didn't I know that play that play was your first completion.
3: Completion down the middle to Al Dixon. And then my third throw was on third and whatever down in their territory. I get hit. I let it go really quick. I hit the ground. I hear the crowd roar. And I go, oh, God, it can't be good. And I think it was returned like 90 yards for a touchdown. <laughs> but I walked off the field. And everybody's going, don't worry about it. And I said, hell, I'm not worried about it. I'm two for three, man. That's all I know. But it was a great experience. And what rounds it off, we win the Super Bowl in 86. We're down there in preseason in 87. We beat them in overtime. And I I think I threw a touchdown in overtime to beat them. I played the whole game back then. Right. Mean Joe Green comes across the field and grabs me, puts his arm around me, goes, my man, you sure have grown up. (laughs) And I just went, oh, my gosh, Mean Joe Green. The fact that he remembered that first time that he saw me on the field, right? and the way he said it, it was really, I'll never forget that. That's yeah. amazing. Oh, man, you have grown up.
1: That's it pretty was, cool.
3: It was really cool. It really was. It was a great moment. So, yeah. But you know what? It just goes to show you, Christopher, you know this. You played high school the first time you get on the center at the University of Texas with all those people. It, it was no different than playing Marshall.
4: Yeah. Right. You know? In right. In fact,
3: after I completed the first two, this is a true statement, I'm walking down the field going, Man. It's just like it looks on TV. This is pretty easy,
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then humility immediately. Oh well, it
3: wasn't quite as easy as I thought it was going to be, but it was a, uh, it was, it was fun. It was. Phil, cool I don't know easy. if you know
0: this broadcasting business, but we call that a walk off. So thank yep, you, man. Okay. You, you nailed it.
3: Well, I have a lot of other subjects, but I'll just hold them back to next week. Yeah, we'll hold them back. I'll Quiz you t- today, Adam. I'll, you know what? I'll take a little. You can answer some questions, but I got them written down here, and I'll give them to you next week. You know what? Let me get one. Well, you got no chance.
0: I probably don't, but I'm willing to try.
3: Okay. I'm not going to use the internet. Okay. But did, the internet couldn't help you. I don't Ooh. have stupid questions like that. <laughs> you, know, like you can look it up and go, oh, what's his QB rating or whatever. All right. So hey, what do we got? All right. Well, if my son knows this, we were talking about it today. There's five, to me, five great teams in the NFL who are just tremendous at throwing screens. Mm. Can you name me a couple?
0: All right. So I'm going to go. Rams.
3: Don't look at my son. Don't cheat. I'm no, not, he's I'm not. not. I'm
0: not looking. Hold on. I am. I am. He, he do- said one. Say your first we, one. I want to say the Rams. In your notebook. We
1: already talked about the Rams and their screen game.
0: So that's. Oh, I- you did. oh yeah. I'm going to say. Okay. Hold okay, on. That's one. I'm going to say Rams. Yep. I'm going to say Chiefs. No. Nope. Andy Reid is the master of the screen. <laughs> yeah,
3: but I don't put him in the same categories I do these other ones because Andy Reid is a. He's you know he's got the 20 greatest plays in football every week so that's different.
0: Okay. Um.
3: Come P- on, just penalty. think of the good Washington? offenses. Washington. No, think of the good offenses.
0: I am thinking Saints.
3: Bingo. Ooh, that was <laughs> a weird way to say that word. They're borderline like phenomenal. I yes. Mean, Drew Brees. I'd love to know his numbers on screens. Did I say that the Patriots? This year about thirty-nine out of forty for about five hundred yards. It's amazing. <laughs> Did they, I say they, the Patriots? They run it. It just crushes the defense. But that was good. So New Orleans, and then what would be the next one? New England. Thank you.
0: Um, Did I say the Saints? I already said New you said, Orleans. You said New
1: Orleans. You said the Saints, the Patriots, and the Rams. Uh, Detroit?
3: Good ones. We just watched one on Monday night, but it's it's gone. Oh,
1: the Packers. Green Bay,
3: it's gone. It's over. That, so that screen game. So then who's the fifth? Bit. And then? Who's the on, fifth who's one? Who's the other really good offense in the NFL?
1: I mean, the Eagles are awesome.
3: Yeah, they're, he's a pretty good screen team, but. Pittsburgh
1: yeah Pittsburgh yeah. I had a feeling you're gonna go there okay
3: okay well, are they a good well, screen team yeah because they why can, didn't you
1: say it? they throw those Antonio Brown screens mm. they they do they, they, they do got it all, it all. yeah they so in all. your but mind The
3: Rams that's what brought it to my attention the Rams they're just they're phenomenal right now they they got everything going
0: were you throwing you screens
3: play, it's you know you they're a team I can't wait to watch play just because go let me see what they got drawn up this week
0: yeah that's right so were well, you cool. were you throwing screens back in the 80s
3: Hell, I don't even remember even throwing one. <laughs> no. You know, we, I only, when I first got in the league, there was no such thing as third down. You kept the regular people in there. We had split backs instead of I formation, and the defense didn't substitute anybody. It was just another normal down. Yeah. And I don't even remember throwing the football to a running back until a few years later. It just seems like... You know, you just throw it to the wide receivers. That's what you do.
4: Yeah.
1: Shit, yeah, I don't I remember you. Down the
3: middle or something like
1: that. Right. I don't remember you throwing a touchdown pass underneath 10 yards until like year 12 of your career. <laughs> I mean, it was always, you know, it was like if they didn't throw Different. it from the 30, they you know, weren't going to throw it in there.
3: I know this. I'm going to buy my son a watch for Christmas so you guys can call me on time. You know what I'm saying?
1: Okay. We'll, work. Be good. we'll work on
3: that. Okay. Now that's a walk-off there, Adam. There yeah, we go. Was good. All that right. Good. See you, Dad. Y'all have a great day. Bye. See you,
0: man. True thing is, I like him a little gristly. And I like him a little upset. So I like to wait five minutes. I'm that's glad the we. Had, comes. see. The,
1: the reason I, I. Story time is great. Well, see, that's we the need reason to have I story ask. Time. That's why I asked Because these you don't understand. He doesn't tell stories. So, like, I've never heard that before. What I do you knew. Mean, he it? doesn't tell stories. He won't tell stories. Unless he's got an audience, then his fucking brain somehow clicks on and all of a sudden he remembers shit that he never would tell me. So. I knew it was something with the Steelers because I've heard him say that before. Like just like, oh man, my first time ever on the field was Pittsburgh Steelers and steel curtain, and I was just like, <laughs> okay. But I knew there's more to the story. And sometimes he gets a crowd around him, or maybe we are kicking back and having a drink, and we have a crowd around him. Yeah, it will stories will come out. And I'm like, holy shit! I mean, I this mean, is
0: what this podcast is for: so, is good. to getting you and your dad to have story.
2: Thank time. you. Thank you. <laughs> I just assume with all the ball you guys have talked over we your talk entire ball, life. We talked ball, but he's not going to get nostalgic
1: always. Yeah. Yes, not.
2: Let us get a little
0: in the weeds, <laughs> shall we? Uh, should we do a little out of coat Field, or should we do Sims's game notes? Do a out of coat Field. All Sims. right, I got a few out of coat Field. Where's your hat? Uh, it's at my desk. All right. Um, so I, I found a notebook and the problem with the way my brain works is I just write down ideas wherever I have them. I have mm-hmm. some on my phone, I have some on my computer, and then I have notebooks like all around my apartment. And then like every few months, I do the great notebook dump where I put them all in one notebook and realize, oh wow, ninety percent of these were dumb anyway, but ten percent of these were really good. <laughs> right. I found my notes that I was taking during the Super Bowl when I was watching the game Last by year, myself. Last year's Super Bowl. Last year's Super Bowl. When
1: you were texting me, dude, your best friend is carving Bill Belichick up in the
0: Super Bowl. <laughs> Remember I did, that? I did. He was on like twenty four-three. <laughs> he was incredible. <laughs> yeah. But I wrote after the game and I circled it three times. When innovation stops, you stop. Falcons. Wow. And I think that is something that I look about with all the teams in the NFL, mm-hmm. and it made me think about what we were talking about earlier this week about, wow, isn't it crazy? Kansas City brings in some Uh, college philosophies, their offense blossoms. Mm -hmm. Eagles have three different minds in there. It continues to grow. Sean McVay steals from everywhere. It continues to grow. And then I'm looking at the Falcons and I'm thinking, uh, Brian Billick tweeted out earlier this week, the Falcons' offense isn't different. They're just not doing any motions or pre-snap like Kyle was doing. They stopped innovating. And all the time I think about, uh, made me think about Monday night, uh, McCarthy. Yeah, right we're going to do what we do better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. When you stop innovating, you're dead. Yes. Because everyone will catch up to you that quickly. The Seattle Seahawks defense was innovative and they were adding new things to it all the time. Right. But all these other Seattle fake defenses that are out there, the Atlantas and all that stuff, if that's all your the Niners, if that's all you're going to rely on and you're not going to innovate every week, then you might as not as well show up right? because you're not creating new things. And that was something that I thought about, which is, like, some teams create all the time. Yes. And there's a new wrinkle. Right. And then there's other teams where every week it's the same shit. You're right.
1: Innovative, I mean, mean, you're spot on. Teams that... you have to be ultra, ultra talented to not be innovative and just say, we don't really do shit, but we're Minnesota's so good. Minnesota's defense we're is gonna so whoop you. good.
0: Right. They don't need to be that creative. No,
1: they're not. They're just the right way of creative. Where on third down, Zimmer throws you something. you double go, A Ooh, That was pretty, yeah, right. Or that was a cool little coverage they did. But yes, for the most part, they line up and do what they do. I would say even the Seahawks, like when they were winning the Super Bowl, they were pretty much like, this is our defense. Fucking bring it. Oh, and we have Marshawn Lynch, and we're going to run him right up your face. Deal with it. They were so good they could do it.
0: And my question for you would be from that. Marvin Lewis, Mm -hmm. it's been the same thing for a long time. Yeah, Um, McCarthy, we've already talked about. Right. Jack Del Rio, John Fox. Yeah. These are guys that are like the head statement coaches.
1: All defensive coaches, except McCarthy, you said there. And
0: I'm looking at these young guys that are willing to adapt Uh and change. Uh Uh-huh. I understand wanting to have the leader in the front of the class. Right. But at the same point, like I'm watching Sean McVay dial, drawing up plays on the sideline. I right. know that they're not all Sean McVays out there, but I don't know, man. These older coaching staffs, it just doesn't make sense to yeah.
1: me. Yeah, not, they're not willing to even try the new stuff. I mean, you got to try it to get, then to continue to build on you it. You know what I liked from the Monday night game? Yeah.
0: Left tackle right. gets hurt. Right. What was the next play call from the Lions? Do you remember? I don't. It was a bootleg away to the right, right, throw on the right side, and went, Jim Bob Cooter, yeah. that's a good fucking play.
1: Co- Cooter's a good OC. He's not a great OC. Right. I know I'm blown by mine, but he's a lot better than a lot of people. Like I know people are trying to say, oh, he should be on the hot seat up there, because they didn't score touchdowns against Pittsburgh when they marched up and down the field. Yeah. Well, it's fucking hard to score p- touchdowns on Pittsburgh. Uh, but yeah, I, I I I'm with you. You're you're totally right and spot on about the innovation. Think about Bill Belichick. I mean, it's just Constantly what Dad just innovating. said. Constant. Sean Payton. Why has he been the top of it? Constantly doing the next thing. Yeah, you're
0: right. Your dad talks about like the five different ways the Patriots have won Super Bowls using different philosophies. Constant. He, yeah. Bill was so you smart. You can't be Chuck Noll anymore. You can't run the same thing for four no, years no. and right. that's going to be the thing. You're right. Um. Another out of left go field. Mm-hmm. I read a really good... Oh, by the way, I tweeted something out. Mm-hmm. It is a four-minute unedited clip from NFL Films, Matt Stafford's rookie year against the Cleveland Browns when he got hit and separated his shoulder, right. came out of the game, and then went back in the game right. to throw. I remember that. Check my Twitter. Watch that clip. Stafford is a tough son of a gun. He is. And he is a baller. He's a and baller. And I love that dude. Yeah. Uh great piece in the New York Times about Johnny Hecker and how he's the greatest punter in the history of the game Mm. and how he might be more valuable to the Rams than the quarterback or the running back. In that, it talked about how the Rams did a study this offseason and checked the correlation between the percentage of which you score based on where you start. And it was like, if you start beyond the 30, you have like a 30-something percent chance of scoring. If it's between the 20 and the 30, it's 25%. And if it's inside the 20, you have like a 20% 20% chance of scoring. So it's 10% difference. Right. And it talked about how many different kicks Johnny Hecker has 12 different punting styles. He can do whatever he wants. He yep. can put it anywhere. He's incredible. Great special and,
1: teams coach with Fossil.
0: And he can throw the ball Yes, and has like eight first downs or touchdowns, right. stuff like that. Right. But the one line that I really liked, very out of left go field yep. with my stoic philosophy Hecker subscribes to the Zen concept of Mushin. Imparted to him by fossil, which means a mind cleared of all distraction. Mm. So much so that if you ask him about particular punts, he doesn't remember. Two things. One... I love any athlete that is able to be so mentally strong that they're able to control like that. Right. And stoic philosophy, which I believe in, which is you can only control what you can control. Right.
1: It's like Belichick again. It's, uh, I'm sitting here going like, this is Bill Belichick. Belichick loves Sorry. Hecker, too. Right. He, he, right. he
0: says, I've never seen anyone play the position like him. Right. But the fact that the Zen concept is spelled M-U-S-H-I-N. Mush. Mushin. He's the mush. That's hilarious. He is the ultimate mush. And just like Johnny Hecker... I don't get down on my picks. I forget them. I don't even remember them. But I have had two back-to-back winning weeks. <laughs> you remember that. I did remember that.
1: Uh, there is something to be said about that. With any great player, you've got to be able to wipe away yes. the bad or the good. Uh, to be
0: successful. So football outsiders, they do their DVOAs and they rank all the teams. Right, Rams are the number one special teams uh, team for DVOA, and that is something that will be huge.
1: It will be coming it's, into the we, season. So we don't talk about that stuff when we when we break down games. It's a big part. I I will say this: I never realized how big special teams were until. 2009, when I was working, I mean, I was the quarterback or the backup quarterback for the Denver Broncos and Josh McDaniels. Of course, he brought the New England philosophy with right. him. And he made the whole fucking team sit in there for special teams
0: meetings. That was the first time you'd ever done
1: that? Never. Never before. I mean, I was like, I don't hold the kicks. I don't do
0: shit. Why So am that I first here? time, everybody walked in and went, what the fuck are yeah, we doing? Yeah,
1: a, a lot of the guys, yes. The guys that knew they weren't playing special teams like, why do I got to be here and listen to this? But you learn the the total team you're about to play and then you also sit there you know Oh man, this holy cow! You sit; they show you. Oh, this guy kills people on punt coverage, and oh, you start to learn things like you just said. This guy, this punter, is unbelievable. He changes the field position. Yeah, he like makes Sam, the game tougher. Cook, all The things. guy
0: from the Baltimore Ravens, right? He's the one that created all of the different kicks. That was his thing. Then the Baltimore Ravens, they're coached by Harbaugh, former right. special teams right. guy. They have great special teams. Yep. But he had a whole thing. I saw an NFL Films piece about him when they would play Antonio Brown. He would see him getting kicked to the the field he said oh I'm not doing that no, there's no way so he started kicking them knuckleballers uh-huh. and what happens is is the punter said the returners are too afraid of muffing a punt they don't want to hurt their statistics right. so that's when you see a guy just go like on the 25 I'm not touching that yeah right and it rolls to the right. 10
1: or they fair catch it and nobody's really that fo- close to them but they catch it because they're just like oh damn I just got to catch this thing this knuckler yes right Right.
0: It's it's super valuable. Yeah, it is. Also, it is. Uh, our man Hecker is six five, two forty.
1: Yeah, he looks legit. I figured he, I knew he was six five or around that you range. I mean? But man, two forty too is crap.
0: Uh, by the way, Teddy Bridgewater, I want to give a clap. Yep, he's back. Way to go, Teddy. Uh, honestly, I didn't think it was going to be possible. Right. The stories that came out, people like vomiting upon seeing his leg and how mm-hmm. awful it was. It has been a steady climb. Sam Bradford is going to go on the IR. Teddy. They're saying could even play this weekend, but if they're going to go with Case Kim, they're just saying he would be able to play.
1: Yeah, he's the backup, right?
0: Let me just, I'm going to throw a little cold water. If you've just started listening to our podcast, we have long said that Teddy is a little overrated. Right. But I do not want to take away from the fact that what he is doing is fantastic. Yep. And with the way they play, he fits their style of play perfectly. He's not a Stafford. He's not a top ten guy, but he's a very good game manager.
1: Yes, he is. He's a good game manager. Um, and, and the biggest thing that I think he did, you know, the year they went into the playoffs and lost to the Seahawks because Blair Walsh missed the the field goal. The the biggest thing I think he does is. He escapes pressure, so some of the bad plays they had, he was able to get out of the pocket and throw the ball away, or buy some time and make some plays and throw a ball to at least keep them in positive situations. That's the thing that jumped out to me yes. about him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you you said it. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater I did not think was a first-round quarterback. Um, I do hear people now like, oh, well, Teddy is to start. Should start. Man, come on. The Vikings are good. Case Keenum's Case playing King's well. Good. This is the number 11 offense in football. They're not like hurting an offense. Their offense is better now than it ever was with Teddy Bridgewater. And I understand they didn't have the supporting pieces around them, but I'm just saying, like, Man, I've heard it too many times this week already. Like, let's pump the brakes here. The Vikings are legit. If it falls off, now you got Teddy Bridgewater to come in and save the day.
0: Yeah, certain people they they think the quarterback position it's an instant change. Yeah, yeah. You don't fuck way. with that.
1: No, uh, no. And, and, and I mean, let's remember the year he went to the playoffs. What are, that was 2015, right? Yes. They he threw for 15 touchdowns. I mean, it wasn't like he was he was 14 touchdowns, nine interceptions. So yeah.
0: Yeah, All right. let's get to some other quarterbacks in your game notes. Yep. You wrote pretty sure they benched Winston. Now he's going and meeting with James Andrews. Yeah, but you're like, I think they may have just benched. That
1: man, you know, listen, his shoulder, I'm sure is hurt. I don't, I, I'm sure it is. I'm not trying to like make any excuse or headline with that. But yes. He was missing throws. He's been missing
0: throws. You said he can't get on the same page as Deshaun Jackson. Oh, I mean,
1: it's comical. I, I did a thing last week on the Pro Football Talk show where I showed all the throws he's missed on the year to Deshaun Jackson. I mean, it's comical, Lefko. I mean, I, I swear you could have hit some of the throws. You at least you got it.
0: So? Yeah. I It's, appreciate it's, it's
1: in that. his head right now. I truly do believe that. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't matter. They're done.
0: You said the Bucks' defensive scheme sucks. Triple underline. Yeah, it just
1: sucks. It's so simple. I mean, to play some of those schemes versus New uh, New Orleans, who has talent in a
0: scheme, no Mike chance. Mike Smith, you think he's innovating?
1: No. Exactly. Did you know not.
0: who you just brought up? The Vikings. Yeah. What was the first thing you said about them in be- the beginning of the year that made you think you had hope?
1: The offense, right? The innovation of Shermer—they're doing more. You said than I Shermer
0: thought. all of a sudden started changing. Right, right. It's all about innovation. Yeah, that's why the fired coaches, coaches that have been fired before, mm-hmm. they're the ones that innovate a lot.
1: Yeah, you're right because they realize they got to do something else. They got to yeah, change. The ones it.
0: that are comfortable are the ones that don't. Your life is not good when you're comfortable. Yeah, you need to be uncomfortable. Right. Chiefs, Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Sean Lee is unreal. That fucker can run. White boy supreme. Triple underline.
1: Yes. I mean, I just. He's a guy I don't, I don't think we talk about. I know I don't talk about enough. and It doesn't come to my mind enough. When he was I, all over Kareem Hunt. He was all over the place. I mean, he was – did I write something about like he's almost like Keekly or something yes. like that, right? Because he, you could see he guesses plays. He knows plays. He starts to run to holes before they've snapped the ball mm. or a screen to the left. He's already inching there like getting ready to take off. So, yeah, he is amazing. Dallas' defense impressed me. They really did.
0: You wrote, David Irving is a beast, triple underline. Lawrence, Crawford, and Irving, holy shit. Yeah, their front four is
1: real right And you wrote,
0: their front four makes up for the rest of the defense. It
1: does. It it, it creates so much chaos in the backfield and gets people into the quarterback's face so much. It really helps out their corners who are coming along. Jordan
0: Lewis specifically.
1: Anthony Brown getting better. And then, you know, guys like Byron Jones, Again, Byron Jones is one of those guys that probably doesn't get enough attention. He, he's one of the better safeties in football. He
0: had a great tackle in that game.
1: Oh, he had a great tackle. When he played man-to-man against Kelsey, he was a he was a handful to, to have to deal with.
0: Two guys that weren't great. Yeah. You wrote Tyron Smith is struggling. Oh,
1: I mean, he's he looks like, if you told me he had a steel cage around his torso, his back, I know he has back problems, and you could tell, he can't bend over. He's literally playing like a, a wooden Indian. I mean, he's literally just like this. He's got nothing to him, and it's tough. Yes. Him, he's certainly, uh, you know, the fact that he's not anywhere near what he could be is why their offensive line hasn't just totally crushed it.
0: And then the other guy, Marcus Peters, is not special right now. Did you write he peaks too much? Peaks too much. Peaks too much. Peaks too much. Got to get up in
1: people's faces. I'm, I'm sick of watching on he's third still like
0: twelve yards yeah, out. Every sick time. of it. What does Think, that mean? He
1: peeks too much. He peeks. He he's he's got an innate ability to kind of see the receiver and the quarterback at the same time, and it's what makes him great at breaking on balls and picking the ball. But at the same time. It can hurt him too because he'll 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 see a crosser coming across the field and go oh I think the quarterback's going to throw there and then meanwhile his guy has gone you know twenty yards behind him and he can't do it so he's a little undisciplined from that standpoint to where he leaves his area or his man because he's taking a guess on he sees the quarterback dropping back and setting setting up the throw and he thinks he knows where he's going to throw it and he it's dangerous know.
0: to yeah. me it's funny the Patriots Chiefs first game of the year. Chiefs came in with all this great game plan right. and really beat that ass. Right. Patriots since then have innovated, mm-hmm. and they've changed their defense, and yeah. now they're stopping people. Yeah. Chiefs defense is the same defense it was in week one, yeah. and same. they have the same issues.
1: Same issues. Everything we've talked about of the Chiefs is coming true. The defense, scary. The ballers aren't making as many plays. And you don't really think they're that talented. I, 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 think, they're, I think their defense is overrated. I mean, even the player-wise. yeah, it's still
0: 26, just like it was last year. Yeah, exactly. Washington, Seattle. Mm. Preston Smith and Ryan Kerrigan, two of the most underrated players in all of football. Yeah, I
1: I, I say it every week when I watch them, and I just wanted to make sure that I wrote it down because um, they're both great against the run. They both can collapse the pocket on both sides of the ball. Preston Smith is a really good football player. I mean, really good. He met, He's never going to be like top five in the NFL in sacks, but he has zero weakness to his game. And he gave Dwayne Brown some problems in the game. I'm sure Dwayne Brown was like, man... Fucking blocking Seattle the week before it was easier than blocking the Redskins.
0: When I saw that Arthur Jones was on Washington, I, I went, "When the hell did he get yeah, there?" It's like what, just two weeks ago, maybe. But you wrote all the names: Arthur yeah. Jones, Junior Galette, uh, McGee, right. Ziggy Hood, McLean, Preston Smith, Kerrigan. Right, it's a hell of a front seven it's, for Washington. It
1: really is. And you take about Zach Brown in the middle linebacker oh, and Will Compton, the other linebacker who's good. And I didn't even ask the other the ad uh, the other outside linebacker from Alabama, Anderson, fifty two. Who he made some plays, sneaky depth on that front seven their front seven they're they're you know me that got a semi-man crush on them because they they don't try to just tackle people they
0: try to fucking kill they people they really do they I do. mean Kerrigan poses on everybody I mean they try they want to kill people uh the guy they were trying to kill you wrote holy shit Russell Wilson every fucking play
1: holy shit it's unbelievable okay all, well, all we have to really do here is do what it was, we have to read the stat line okay let me just read the stat line for everybody so they can comprehend this Pull up the box score. Pulling it up. Here Pull it up comes. 24 45, 297 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Thomas Rawls, nine carries, thirty-nine yards. Top car top rusher at the running back position. Oh gosh, there was Russell Wilson who had twice as many yards. Ten carries, seventy-seven yards. It is the gr- un- most unbelievable it- – it's more unbelievable than Aaron
0: Rodgers. You wrote, Seattle is worse than Green Bay and Rodgers. At least Green Bay can protect a pass rush.
1: Yes. It's every play duress. Oh, I mean, he must be – I mean, he has to have three IVs after the game. The way he has to run around and make things happen. Listen, he's going to throw interceptions because – They ask him to do a lot. They ask him to do much, so much, and they can't do anything unless he takes some chances and makes some plays. Uh, you know, our old thing with the Redskins. The Redskins were so all over some of their pass schemes, it was scary. Manusky, man. I mean, it was scary. I mean, it was just like they, he would drop back, three people would be down the field, and they had seven people right underneath all three of makes
0: them. Makes me realize I got really lucky with that Dallas bet two weeks ago. Washington yeah really yeah we were happen. fortunate
1: in that we were
0: uh, so my man Isaac Diamond emailed me and said listen uh, I I love what you're doing uh, he had a sentence that said I disagree with you so much but yet think you are so awesome thanks. and Isaac that was the best sentence I've ever heard
1: oh, thanks Isaac uh it's talking about me oh okay but I think it'd be disagreeing with me too I didn't know well But I appreciate him disagreeing and (laughs) at least enjoying. Isn't that nice? It's nice to hear that. Isn't it rare to hear someone? Right.
0: But he said, look, I did a little thing. I did a little math. And he looked at the way the ages of teams compare to win and loss records. Oh, I like it. And what he realized was, uh, after last week, the 10 youngest teams, if you combine their wins and losses, their winning percentage was 32%. The 10 oldest if you combine them mm-hmm. 64% mm. say showing that the older teams in the NFL have a better chance of winning than the younger teams in the NFL right the top oldest teams the oldest team is the cardinals they're 3 and 4 the yep. second oldest team is the panthers they're 5 and 3 mm-hmm. third is the bills f- oh, this third is the bills fourth is the dolphins fifth is the saints sixth is the titans patriots ravens falcons eagles mm. the youngest teams Browns, Niners, Giants, Colts, Chargers, Jets, Bengals, Texans, Jaguars, Rams. Wow. Jaguars and Rams are the only two there that are really doing anything. And then the middle teams has a good mix. Vikings, Steelers, Chiefs, Seahawks, Cowboys, Packers, Broncos, Lions. Right, right. All all the way to the Buccaneers. But what this made me think, thank you, Isaac, for doing this work, is when I go through and make my predictions next year, I am going to chart out the oldest teams versus the youngest teams right. because, for me, the old, the worst oldest team is still going to be right in the middle of the pack. Do you think the older teams you were on were better than the younger teams you were on?
1: Definitely, yeah. Uh, it, it, you you always want a right mix, right? You want some young guys at the key position. like a, You'd like to have one young receiver yes. and a running back and a corner and whatever else. But for the most part, yes, the older players – do all the little things during the week for the preparation that puts you in a position to win the game on Sunday. Those are the things that go overlooked. And then added to the fact that they have in-game experience to add on to that and they've been in a lot of these situations before and they go, "Ooh, you know, I was in a 3rd and 5 as a defense and, you know, I've been in this league for 7 years. I see where that running back, he's cheating to the left a little. They might be throwing the screen here." Yeah. Those are things that yes, the veteran team can pick up more I than the young team. I just thought that was a
0: super simple Yet effective thing to look at, yeah. and I'll look at it going forward. Right in terms of the, how old teams are.
1: Right, like the Steelers are a great example in New England of having the right blend. I mean, it's funny. I mean, the Steelers I would have thought would probably have been a hair on the older Steelers side. are
0: fifteenth. Right, they're right in the middle of the right NFL. In the middle. And uh, what did I say the Patriots were? They're seventh yeah. oldest.
1: So they got a good. They got a yeah. The the Pittsburgh. I just think of them. You go. Okay. Yeah. They got. You know. Of course, some of the older O'Lyman and Big Ben and James Harrison, but they got a Bud Dupree and a Shazier who are like Shazier's in the middle. But Dupree, Juju Smith Schuster, Artie yeah. Burns. They got a little of everything. You
0: ready to do MVPs? Yeah, it's M- easy. MVP heading into it. Tom Brady is currently your MVP. Wentz is number two. Rogers is three. Last week though, Wentz was one. Brady was two, Watson was three, and that has, of course, Damn. changed. I know that, that hurt, was last week. So that hurt my do, picks last week. Week nine, three, two, one, number three, MVP.
1: I'm going with the man in Seattle. Number three is Russell Wilson. Russell
0: Wilson, Wilson. welcome aboard, yeah. Russell. Russell Wilson, thus year, thus year, has never made the list. No. This is Russell Wilson's first time, yeah. on the MVP board. Russell, congratulations! Congratulations. Welcome.
1: Number two, that hasn't changed. Brady, too.
0: He didn't play. I don't. So, yours. It was supposed to be like a voting on like for who was the MVP that week. Well, no, it's for the whole season. It's leading
1: up to it. I'm still leaving Brady to number two. That's ridiculous. I don't think that's what we were playing. That's ridiculous. That's okay. Whatever he wants. It's absolutely, I mean, absolutely ridiculous. So number one's Carson Wentz. Of course. Is it okay? <laughs> did he play? Did he play well enough for you? Is it going to? That's how
0: my issue. This is supposed to be a way. That so you, you want be me like, to take
1: Roger? I mean, all right. You want me to take Brady out? And because I thought you were going to be
0: like, oh, Calais Campbell was an MVP this week. Well, I mean, yeah, he was great. I'm uh, just saying, anybody. No, Brady's
2: Man, Brady it. And Brady is so good, he can get on Sims' MVP board. Well, I thought it was still we're
1: encompassing the whole year. I didn't think we were going like... Uh, no, we're encompassing the whole year. You did not
0: define that. I I wanted. I, what I guess I thought in my head was, right. each week you pick the MVPs and then we tabulate it. Right. I mean, guys like... Um, yeah, who Who would have had a chance to make left goes MVP but not Sims' cumulative MVP?
1: You know, again, Alex Smith is still the highest-rated quarterback in football. He's not the best quarterback in football, no. and nor is he an MVP candidate. All those things scare me, so he's not in there for me. I mean, and they're, they're, their problems are real. Yeah. You take away the bullshit of their offense, they can't drop back and throw it to you. I mean, I thought of guys like uh, Dak Prescott. He's he's coming up the rear Man, is a little he bit. Fantastic. Yep, um, you know, and of course, yeah, the guys on the defensive side of the ball, Calais Campbell, Everson Griffin's a guy that's pumped, uh, really jumped out to me on a week to week
0: basis. Sure, um, that's about it. Are you ready? For Celebration Ooh. Rankings. Celebration <laughs> Rankings! <laughs> uh, current leader in individual, Golden Tate's People's Elbow. Current leader in team, a new winner last week, the Steelers' Bench Press, yeah. who edged out the Packers' bobsled. We have three individuals and five teams. It was a good week of celebration. Right. First one up, oh. Rashard Matthews surfing. Yep. Hold on. can't find it. Rashard Matthews, s- Rashard Matthews scored against the Ravens. And then he did a little swim, and then he hopped up and caught a wave. Yeah, clearly was does research- not have
2: the Mariota contract, well, which is against surfing.
1: Well, and clearly outside. clearly it, that was stupid because there's no oceans in Tennessee. Number
0: two, Ted Ginn scores and then hands the ball to a baby who instantly starts hysterically crying. And it's just an amazing <laughs> gif of this baby just crying because Ted Ginn put a football into a baby's face. Uh, the, the third one. Zay Jones catches a touchdown Thursday night pulls out a partner I believe it was Holmes and then challenges him takes out a lightsaber (sharp) and then pushes him and then grabs him and then throws him back. Yes. Uh of those three, what was the best solo this week? Ted Ginn, Baby Cry, Rashard Matthews, Surfing, or Zay Jones, Star Wars? Gosh. Just I, this week.
1: Yeah, I guess I'll go Zay Jones, Star yeah. Wars.
0: Is it better than Golden Tate's People's Elbow? No. And Golden Tate's People's Elbow retains the individual title for another week. Now, to the teams. First one up, the Kansas City Chiefs, Sack So, race. Awesome. so awesome. Travis Kelsey versus Tyreek Hill versus Robinson. He enjoys it. Luke Wilson's touchdown flute celebration. Oh,
1: I liked. I've seen them do this at practice. Yes, so it's actually in the video. They yes. got in the
0: circle. <laughs> it's <laughs> really <laughs> funny. <laughs> it's funny to see that, grown men doing that. <laughs> this is a first one that we haven't had. Uh. A defensive celebration. Ooh, I don't think I saw this. Our one. Our man Byard yes, got his fifth Kevin interception Bayard. in two games. Yeah, and they did a synchronized, what looks to be like a Temptations little swing. It
1: does. When uh, I dip you. Dip, we did.
0: And then the Lions busted out the Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Golden Tate and Amir Abdullah all I mean, they're the playing sticks.
1: video games, though. It's not Rock'em Sock'em Robots if they're playing video games, right? Yeah,
0: either that or it was either Rock'em Sock'em Robots or it was like Fight Night. Yes. And then the last one was the Jets' defense celebrating or dancing on the field during the game, and all of them were like a dance party. No, that was yes. not a
2: touchdown dance, though. That That's was what I'm just... saying.
0: Neither was the Tennessee okay. one, but I'm putting them in for the celebration. That was the Tennessee one I
1: really like. I love the team effort. Kansas
0: City sack race. Right. It's a great week. Yeah. Kansas City sack race, Seahawks techno flute, Titans defense shuffle, Lions robe fighting, Jets defense dancing. Who wins this week?
1: I'm going – it's it's between Kansas City – Between the sack race. And the fi- the fighting of the Lions. And the Lions fighting. Those two, to
0: me, are the Lions ones to go. Lions fighting, video games, Kansas City I'm sack race. I'm going with race. the sack race, though. Sack race. Yes. Kansas City sack race. Right. Or Steelers bench press. Ooh. I'm still going Steelers bench press.
1: Wow, yeah. I like that.
0: Yeah. Why do you say that, Fendrick?
2: I just like the bench press as a you know a guy that hits the bench pretty often myself. <laughs> I you know I like that celebration. <laughs> uh,
0: our man Lito quirky hit me up on Twitter.
2: I he
1: want was...
0: somebody to do something
1: consistent, like you know how like the old Redskins used to jump up and like all hit each other in the yes. pot? like I want somebody to do that. Like what become a thing where it's so annoying to the well other the Tampa team. Bay
0: Bucks were doing this thing where they would do like the Euro step. Oh, right, right.
1: I, I saw that.
0: Um, sorry. By the way, Lino Go Quirky got really upset that we didn't talk Titans, specifically Bayard getting five interceptions in two games, yeah. and the Titans are on a three-game winning streak, and he was upset with me.
1: I'm sorry. Uh, Bayard has been. I mean, what was that, the the Cleveland game where he had the first two interceptions a few weeks ago? Uh, he's got great feel, the, ki- the, the kid. I mean, truly got ability, but has great feel to know where teams are trying to throw the football. I mean, specifically, forget the interceptions from last week. I could think of even the one he had against Cleveland, too, where he's covering an underneath coverage, and he realizes Kaiser's looking behind him, and he falls off his guy and falls right into the lane. He's a good player. He's in the perfect place, too, to be taught as a safety with Dick LeBeau. That's where Dick LeBeau can really raise somebody's game at that type of position. Mm. Uh, and, yeah, Tennessee... Good football team, not a great football team, borderline playoff team for me. That's where they are. I mean, it's them and the Jags. Yeah, it it is. And I I don't, you know, I give the advantage to the Jags there.
0: Fan stuff. Woohoo! Fan stuff. Do another one. Woohoo! (laughs) That's a good sound effect, Brandon. Woohoo! Nate Burgoyne, hit me up on Instagram. Hit me up on Instagram, at Adam Lefko. I will respond to you, I will talk to you, and I will read your show. Get his show. DMs. Friends and him have debates about players in their primes ooh, all the time, ooh. and he thinks it could be a good news segment on Sims and Lefko called In Their Primes. Yeah. I actually love this, so put it in either the iTunes comments, hit us up on Twitter, or hit up my DMs or the podcast DMs, follow Sims and Lefko on Instagram, and we will talk about this, so give us your In The this Primes. This is a good
1: combo. I like this.
0: Champ Bailey, Richard Sherman. Oh, in their prime.
1: Oh, coming in hot. Hot. Man, I'm going to go with Champ Bailey. Yeah, it's really close. That's
0: a tough one. More speed, Champ Bailey.
1: Yeah, more speed. Just ability to cover on an island a little bit more than Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman, though, probably a better tackler, a little Mm. better at jamming at the line of scrimmage. Bailey had an unbelievable way of... He could play press, but he could also be that Marcus Peters playoff, and you'd go, I hated going against him in practice. He wouldn't move. He would sit there and I'd go, Man, I got somebody over the top of him and underneath of him, but
0: I can't tell which way he's fucking leaning. Who do I throw to? <laughs> Dwight Freeney, Julius Peppers. Oh. In their prime. Phew, man. This is a good game. This is a good game. Good I'm job, gonna go
1: Nate. I'm gonna go with Dwight Freeney, though. Wow. I am, yeah. In their prime.
0: He still got the spin move on Sunday. Man. Man hasn't played in like a year, and he still called a left tackle with he a spin move. He got two
1: sacks in the game.
0: Was that on Clemmings? It was
1: on Clemmings. So that's yeah. why I'm not, I mean, we're going to put still, disclaimer. But still, but, other guys weren't going to get that. No, it's amazing. But yes, Freeney, when we played, I played Freeney twice in my career. I wasn't playing either time. But holy shit, you had to devise a game plan around stopping, especially when you went to the Colts
0: and oh. the old RCA dome. Yeah. Good night. Mike Vick. Oof. Donovan McNabb, Oof. in their prime, was the last one.
1: Wow, man, I'm going with Mike Vick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, going would you with Mike Vick. Vic. Is a legend. Vick is a legend. Vick was actually a better thrower than Donovan. I think that's where I just thought of. I was like, man, both great athletes. But Vic, if you were open or if he had a little window, he could stick it in there. And as you know, Lefko, Donovan, don't get me wrong. He's like, I always say, what's the phrase I use with him? He's the worst great quarterback of all time. Because, I mean, he like 10-yard curl route. In the dirt. On his feet. 50-yard lob. 50-yard
0: bomb. 13-second scramble the bullseye.
1: on the run. Yeah. Right. Bullseye. He just he was so inconsistent.
0: This one is for you.
1: And this Michael is... Vick in person, dude, in his prime. Holy shit. It was like watching a video game out there. So.
0: Kai Kindle 98. Yes. This is for Sims. Yeah. I'm only 18, but I've read many books on JFK's assassination, and I've seen countless documentaries. I want to address the magic bullet theory. Yeah. Sims, you need to look at the make of the car. JFK's seats were slightly elevated and more twisted towards the middle the bullet would have taken a straight path through JFK to the senator senator so the magic bullet theory is overblown uh he That's recom-
1: way the government documents it first of
0: all he says that you should check out the book Mortal Error right. the shot that killed JFK a ballistics expert's astonishing discovery of the fatal bullet that Oswald did not fire that he did not fire yeah Oh, he he agrees that Oswald didn't fire. Oh, right. it. He's just saying, forget the magic bullet theory; yeah, okay. it would have hit the senator as well.
1: I don't okay. want you to
2: read another book. But it's it's one of your key character traits that you've only read one book in your life. Yeah, and I'd right. Like to keep it
1: that right. way. Right, and I, I'm actually thinking about reading that one again, anyway. So yeah, don't worry. What so do you think refresher? about what do you think about Kai's? Well, I mean, I th- I mean, so basically, he's saying he's right. Like, I mean, I don't know if Lee Harvey Oswald had anything to do with it. I know he wasn't just a lone person, regardless. And I mean, all you have to do, may, hey maybe the magic thing he's saying, the magic bullet theory, whatever, all that. All I know is this too, is when you look up at the subject, first of all, they try his head, right, JFK, it went just like the movie, JFK, back into the left, back into the left, and they're still trying to claim that somebody from behind him made the shot, of, made his head go back into the left, even though we saw the front of his head get blown off, right, and I mean this with all due respect to the great president, JFK, where his wife went and crawled on the back of the car to pick up part of his head that was there, right? So, yeah, it's, it's really creepy stuff. So obviously someone came from the front. And what's even funny is we've seen the head blow up. Have you ever seen the autopsy pictures no. from the government? No. Well, his head's sewn back together, and there's a little wound on him, like the size of a, a fingernail. So it just tells you. The, the coup d'etat Yuck. was real.
0: Uh, Kayla, big Eagles fan. Sim said the Dallas offensive line could neutralize the Eagles' D line, but couldn't that be flipped? The Eagles rotate a lot. Could they be fresh and not get gassed like other teams?
1: Yeah, definitely. There's no, there's no. I can't wait to watch that matchup. And I would say right now, if that if these two had to play like tomorrow, your Eagles would have the chance, uh, mm. have the advantage. Yes.
0: Jabby Yoko. I started listening in the summer. And made my way through all old available episodes. Wow. I'm a regular for Facebook you. Live watcher, even if it ends after eleven p.m. Wow. Even thought about watching Survivor. Shout out to Josh. Hey. I love your honesty, your cursing. Greetings from northern Spain. Go Eagles. This is the year. Yeah. España. P A N España. Chris Crook from England. The wow. UK. We're all over the place. We are. Me and my cousins watch the games together every Sunday, and we love to bet, but we never listen to your picks. That's a good choice. What we do listen to is your predictions about which players will go off. Each week, all of us pick a player to go over under their yardage. You kill it most weeks. Left go locks for players over under, a new segment. We do that during the pick show. Yeah. And I think we pick players that we think will do. We should do that tomorrow, Can though. you okay. prop Fine. bet
2: that in Vegas? Could that is that the, the real advice you're offering people? Is prop bets? Oh. Prop Maybe. That's like, is he going to have 100 yards in yeah. the game or
1: whatever? Yeah. Over 100. Could but you're be. right. So he wants a little more player-specific, like he has a chance to go off. So, okay, yeah, we'll we can add that. that in tomorrow.
0: Shout out to Guy Fisher. He's been listening since episode one. Shout out to the Eagles fan that got a tattoo that says Super Bowl champions 2018-20. Woo! Baby. multiple people sent that to me asking if it was me. Wow, so reckless. No, yeah, no. and um, all right, let's move on to iTunes. Woohoo! iTunes. Woo-hoo! iTunes comments. Yeah, <laughs> man, we got some really good ones.
2: Um, did you see the ones that came in today? Because if you didn't, I'm gonna read it. Oh, you
0: you want to read the one? Uh, the, best the I one. thought left go. Yeah,
2: can we save that? Yeah, we'll I end mean, with that okay. one, okay. I'm just
1: seeing the Earl Thomas doubtful, Richard Sherman questionable for Thursday night. the Louise.
0: Sims and Lefko, the pod gods, from Soleil Olay. If you like football and don't listen to this podcast, is Kyle Shanahan even your favorite coach in the NFL, bro? Sims always comes through with the insight. The L-E-F-K-O-E man man comes correct with a steady dose of hot takes. Can't forget about Jay Fendi with the Rutgers Survivor Sauce. Jay Fendi! Um, Sims, if you were a head coach and you had to plug in Adam and Josh into your starting lineup, where would you play them?
1: What? Uh, Josh would be the place kick holder. Perfect. He would be holding kicks for sure. (laughs) Very good position for me. (laughs) I think. Lefko, oh, man. He's Algie Crumpler. He's got to be. I mean, I go right to tight end. I mean, yep tight end, H back kind of a guy. Nice like, legs. Yeah. I'm a Chris Cooley. I don't know how he looks on contact yet. We haven't seen that. That could be an issue. I'm a Jason Morrow. <laughs> but he could look alright. He might look alright lining up in the three-point stands.
0: Uh, he also says as a long-suffering Lions fan, how long do you see Stafford playing at the level he is now, and what does the team need to do to get over the hump?
1: Oh, man.
0: Keep uh, balling. If you come to California, I got the tequila on deck.
1: Ooh, bebe. Uh, he's got still... A number of years of prime time Matthew Stafford. I mean, to where he's playing at one of the top, you know, levels in the game at the quarterback position. I mean, I still think Matthew Stafford has four or five years left of that in him. And he really has a lot of more quality years after that because of his arm. It's going to – the motion, his arm, the flexibility in his arm is going to stand the test of time. The Lions, what do they need to do? Uh, they just need to – I think and they're going to have to, in the offseason, get another running back. They're going to improve the defense a little too. Um, I, I think really at all three levels they could use just another player on their defense.
0: Joe Choi, best podcast. I just love these guys. Simple and to the point. I love Thank you. you. Culpepper Eric. As a Longhorn and Bucks fan, I love Chris Sims. How could you not? The man sacrificed an internal organ for the squad, and it doesn't hurt that he is honest and super knowledgeable about what's in the NFL. go brings the heat every time. This podcast goes straight to number one of my listening rotation each week. Keep it up.
1: Thanks, dude. Appreciate that.
0: Go, Bucks. Look them horns. Boom. Um. Derek from Elizabeth – oh, Deke from Elizabeth, New Jersey. Shout out, Chris Sims, one of the best Jersey players – best Jersey players has ever produced. Jersey jersey, man. jersey, jersey,
1: Jersey. Who was that? Say the name again. Uh, Deke. 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 From Elizabeth. Hey, you know Deke. Bank.
0: What from up? Elizabeth. What
1: up, Deke? From Elizabeth. Bronson,
0: 10 stacks. Pick the Bears more. Akeem Hicks, all pro, Ooh. bear down.
1: He was on my half-season all-pro team. Uh, yes, it was his – him and Fletcher Cox were my two starting defensive tackles. He is awesome.
0: Raider Greg, you guys are great. The opinions are honest, and I've developed a drinking game based off of how many times Sim says phenomenal, plain and simple, or period. You know what? Needless to say, it's like a frat party when the podcast is on. <laughs> Keep up the good work for Raiders fans over here.
1: I've actually become self-conscious of that lately. Which I, one? Uh, phenomenal and uh, plain and simple. I realize when I've been writing my notes, I want to write it a lot and when I come home from doing the NBC show in the morning, my wife is usually watching back the recording because she didn't wake up early enough to see the start of it, and I can hear it, and I say it way too much. i got to get out of that.
0: My question is, why is everyone turning on Carr this point last season? He was an MVP candidate, and in eight games this year, everyone is calling him overrated. Sims, what is your take as Carr, the elite quarterback we once believed he was?
1: Yeah, he's still really awesome. He's not playing as great as he was last year, plain and simple. but he is uh, still very good the the problems aren't all Derek Carr I mean it's team wide last year though let's not forget I mean this team wasn't dominating teams it was a lot of Derek Carr fourth quarter magic and they just haven't been able the ability to do that and still the big thing I'll talk about is the offense was better under Musgrave but they are
0: close they're getting closer to where I go that's another one of my theories you think Carr wanted downing
1: uh, I I I've heard those rumors. I you don't think know. What, you
0: think uh, Winston wanted Cutter? Probably, Do you see what I'm getting at? Well, yeah, yeah. Why are you giving these quarterbacks who they want? Yeah, Give them who they need.
1: I don't think Winston was totally on Cutter. I think the whole organization just thought, oh, we need him for Winston. Let's stay with these
0: quarterback questions. Yeah. Rossman1, best sports podcast there is. I learn so much from you guys every week. I'm a huge Packers fan from L.A. Can you tell the audience why Rodgers is better than Favre? Ooh, he Thank is, you all. Stay up. Yeah.
1: What up? Uh, stay he up, bro. He is better than Brett Favre. Um, Brett Favre, too, is – I mean, he's – in that conversation, I would say Brett Favre is probably my number five quarterback of all time. Uh, I'm going Rodgers number one though and the big reason is this Um, both are definitely in the conversation for the greatest arms in the history of football both had quick quick releases both could have launched the ball down the field farther than anybody that ever played the game other than maybe a John Elway he'd be in their class I'm not saying he's better than them but the thing that separates Rodgers to me I think his release is a hair quicker than Favre his movement is better than Favre Rodgers is fast and he has great acceleration and then he's a gunslinger that doesn't throw interceptions—that's where he separates himself yeah, from like Favre.
0: Favre has, is way up there. In oh my
1: gosh! Yes, yes.
0: Uh, another quarterback, uh, Dudster. Love the podcast. Sims and Lefko are the Jordan and Pippin of podcast duos. Who's Jordan? Who's Pippin? Come on, you know who Jordan is. All right, and I genuinely. And I,
1: mm. I mean, it says Sims and Lefko, Jordan and Pippen, Sims and
0: Lefko. It's funny. He actually wrote Sims and Lefkoe are the Pippin and Jordan. <laughs> Fuck you. I generally look forward to the new podcast. Are there any similarity similarities in Watson's breakout rookie year to RG3's breakout mm. rookie year? Did you see anything in RG3's game that would eventually lead to his downfall? If so, does Watson have any of those problems?
1: Uh, no, I, I don't. I mean, Good there, question, are, there are similarities because of their skill set to a degree. Uh, I think the thing that I would say with RG3, that offense that year, we can't uh, underestimate the brilliance of it under Kyle Shanahan, and the fact that at that time, nobody was doing stuff like that. So it was really the first time some of these college schemes had been thrown into the NFL with that type of quarterback, and... They just had so many, you know, as I always say, silver platter throws. They were like, here you go, RG3. There's a wide receiver, wide open, 20 yards downfield. If you can be an NFL quarterback, you can have a free 20 yards. There were so many of those. Watson, Watson's a real quarterback. Like, mm. he can sit in the pocket, go through reads, and consistently make big-time throws, even in tight coverage.
0: Uh, frustrated Giants fans, oh, Dave Malazzo and Dom. What? How about Dave Malazzo? What up, Dave? Who's Dave?
1: Dave Malazzo's... Uh, I grew up with the Malazzo family in, in Franklin Lakes, New Jersey. Well, Jersey. haven't
0: commented in a while, guys. Just stopping by to say, keep up the good work and voice my and Sarah the Giants and Macadudu. Yeah. Seen to lost control of the locker room. I'm embarrassed as a Giants fan to watch them play. His time is up. He needs to be let go. Eli looks terrible. Eli Apple looks lost. And the receivers, they're just wide open when he's covering them. My question is, do we let Webb start a couple of these games at some point? If we have a top three pick, do we get a quarterback like a main field of Lamar Jackson, most successful QBs in the league are mobile quarterbacks with strong arm. Watson, Wilson, Rogers. Right. Is Jackson Mayfield of the Wyoming kid possible?
1: Uh, I The Wyoming kid is the guy that Start I with like Davis the most. Webb. Yeah, uh, Davis Webb. I think the thing is, yeah, the Giants are getting close to that territory. Um, I, I do think at some point towards the stretch, I down the down the home stretch, I would play Davis Webb. I would want to see where he's at. I mean. It, I you believe, think
0: Eli would be okay with losing his starting streak. No, probably not. He won't
1: be. So I mean, maybe start. I feel Eli like he's already bring him in? he's already trying to set that up now. He's I want to keep playing. He's been saying that all week. So uh, I, I do though. I think just for the again the betterment of the organization, you can't let the players run the team. That they need to just see what they got in Davis Webb. Because, yes, if they put him out there for three games and go, whew, man, this kid's got some talent. He can make something happen. Maybe you don't waste that top three pick on him. Mm. Uh, So that's where I look at it. But, um, yes, for me, the guy is still Josh Allen in Wyoming. When I watch him and what he does physically, their team stinks. So, again, it's really hard. But what he does physically, I think, separates himself from everybody else. What up, Dave Malazzo? They were good football players, dude. Dave and Dan, they kicked some ass in Jersey back
0: in the day. That's awesome. Uh, NFL Fanatic one Most Honest Football Podcast. Um, Sims gives the players perspective. Lefko gives the fan perspective. And Fendrick does whatever the hell he does. Damn right I do. He's flying to Atlanta for Falcons-Cowboys this Sunday. What should I watch on each side of the ball? Falcons O, Dallas D, Dallas O, Falcons D, to get a sense of who is controlling the game.
1: Okay, well, O-line, D-line matchups are always where I start a game out, right? And and this is really going to be the key to the game in a lot of ways. My first key would be this Dallas defensive line, which we talked about earlier in the podcast, can really ruin games. It, It really can. And the Atlanta offense cannot run the ball with any consistency right now. But the big thing will be they do pass protect okay. So if they can pass protect a little bit against this group, uh, I do think that Matty Ice and company can throw the ball on the Dallas Cowboys. But that's a big if right now because since David Irving's been back, I haven't really seen anybody really stop this crew. They're pretty – I mean, Irving is so good. Man, Demarcus Lawrence is unreal coming off the edge. Like, it's legit. He's definitely one of the best pass rushers in the game. And then the other side of the ball, this is my big thing, pay attention to the – over aggressiveness of the Atlanta front seven. That's what gets them in trouble. And watch the linebackers and the safety at the line of scrimmage. When they run left, are the backside guys all flying there too? Because if they are, it's only a matter of time before Dak Prescott comes off the backside on a bootleg and gashes them, or Zeke finds the cutback lane and gashes him. It's one of my problems with Atlanta right now. Way too over aggressive and undisciplined with some of that stuff.
0: More defense, deaf Canadian. Yo, 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 Sims and Leftco. What up? Absolutely love the work y'all do. Hook them horns. Hook them. Uh, Sims football analysis blows these idiot clowns on TV out of the water, and Leftco cracks me up with his hilarious yet not so accurate sports betting, but a fan since day one. Question is, is the Steelers' defense legit? They have not played a single good quarterback offense yet this year. Other, I would say other than Stafford.
1: Yeah, played Stafford, but that was right up their alley in the fact where they didn't have to worry about a run game a whole right. lot. The The Steelers' defense is legit. Uh, I don't think there's there's any denying that. The big problem is, though, what he said. They concern me still. Against the top teams in football, when they have to play a team that has a you know, good quarterback with a good scheme behind it, and really the interesting thing is in the AFC, there's only one team. That's where I uh, – so – It's going to be about Brady and Pittsburgh. Because there really isn't that great offense. No, there's not. There's not. Now, if he got to the Super Bowl, Pittsburgh, and they had a play, a New Orleans or a Rams or even your Philadelphia Eagles could be trouble there, too, Mm -hmm. just because of the quarterback play, and they have enough offense to expose the zone.
0: Uh, More defensive coaching. This is from 848373G. L-E-F-K-O-E man for president. Presidente. Ah, I'll vote for you right now. Die Hard Bears fan in Minnesota. Back at it again. I remember this guy. I don't know what your opinions on the Bears coaching staff this year. I can't get enough praise, give enough praise for Fangio for making us once again the monsters of the Midway. Yeah. I fear he will most likely be offered a head coaching job somewhere else. How likely is it the Bears keep him around, make him a head coach? And what would you guys do given the situation of the controversial Fox? Hashtag what does the fox say?
1: Yeah, what does the fox say? <laughs> Um, okay. So, uh, the Fangio, the, uh, Fangio is amazing. I don't think, even though he deserves it, I mean, the fact that he hasn't become the the head coach at this point, it's probably not going to happen. He's going to be a Dean Pease. Yes. He's just a great defensive mind. He's not exactly like the most charismatic person in the world. And I think that's what scares people. He's a true, like, curmudgeon football coach. But man, is he amazing. Um, there's no way he leaves Chicago. I mean, they're crazy if they let him out of town. So uh, the big question is going to be what they do with John Fox because John Fox becomes, becomes kind of a – how do you say it? Moot point? There you go. Okay. Proud of you. Kind of a moot point because you do have Fangio, so what's the point of having a defensive head coach, and do they decide to try to go offense? Uh, at some point and just to help out Trubisky. So that would be where I go with that.
0: More, We have some off-season fixing questions. Giles1994 With Dwayne Brown traded to the Seahawks and the Texans not having a pick in the first two rounds, who should the Texans pursue in free agency with their high amount of cap space? Greg Robinson? Nate Solder? Uh, I'm looking at it right now. It's LaDrian Waddle, Sam Young, Matt Tobin. Not a lot of left tackles. <sighs> no, not. I mean,
1: Solder. Ty Naseki? Naseki is a guy that. Would From the be Redskins. A, He's a backup yeah, on the Redskins. He'd be a great bargain because he is a guy that, yes, if you can could contribute. steal him. Right. If you could steal him, he is the kind of guy you'd want. Um,. Yeah, I mean, Nate Solder, I would have a hard time thinking they're going to let him out the door in New England yet, nor would he want to leave. You know, I think we got to look for is really probably not a guy that's a free agent right now either. It could be more of a guy that gets released post-June or even in the offseason because their their salary cap may be too much, whatever it may be. Um, but out of the guys you said right there, yeah, there's nobody that jumps out to me.
0: Uh, this is from Nabiscuit. Can't beat this podcast. I've been listening since the beginning. It's different in the good ways with views that mainstream sports networks don't look into or discuss. I'm a Pats fan. I have a big fan of Trey Flowers, Dietrich Wise, and Adam Butler this mm-hmm. season. The D-line always gets terrible reviews for lack of productivity and pass rushing, but it always feels like it's part of the plan from the coaches. That's right. Thoughts on those three guys, and how can you tell if a team is actively rushing the passer or not?
1: Yeah, they're, they are... Great. Those three guys he just said are the unsung heroes of the of the New England Patriots defense. I mean Dietrich, Wise, number ninety one, Trey Flowers, number ninety eight, and uh, Butler, number seventy. Again versatility guys that can do a few different things on the front seven. Bill Belichick doesn't give a shit about sacks. I can tell you that. That is the one thing I learned in my days in New England or even with Josh McDaniels in Denver. They want to push the pocket. They don't want people to leave their pass rushing lanes. The thing they would always say, D tackles, push the pressure into the face of the quarterback. We want to collapse the cup pocket from the outside. We don't want the quarterback to step up at the pocket like we see Tom Brady do so well, and then there's nobody in front of him, and Belichick would always say, then it becomes 7-on-7 for the quarterback, and quarterbacks are going to complete passes in this league when it's 7-on-7. So, yeah, they don't give a damn about the sack number.
0: Those three guys though, been
1: great. Yeah, those three guys have been great. Malcolm Brown, when he's been healthy, has had a very good year as well. And Alan Branch is coming around.
0: Danny Young, yeah. Niner Nation. Best analysis in football, worst gamblers in football. Yes, sir. Been listening to about a hundred episodes now and he thinks we get better with age. Hey, thank you. Uh fix the Niners. If you're John Lynch, Kyle Shanahan with your 90-some-odd million in cap room and the quarterback of the future in the wings, where are you building through free agency in the draft? Who should the front office have their eyes on?
1: Yeah. uh, Gosh, I wish I would have known this so I could look at free agency. This is something we're going to get into later. Yes.
0: But what are the key positions?
1: Yeah, the key positions, the offensive line, certainly they need to add a player or two to that group there, Uh, a guard-center combination, something in there. The two tackles they got are okay. Um, they're going to have to add another wide receiver to the mix. I think tight end is not bad. Running back, they
0: can I'm, pay a lot to our man Justin Pugh. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They can grab Justin Pugh and Sean Laval. He'd be from there. Washington. That'd be those
1: kind of guys. That'd be his kind of they're guys. They're both mobile. Yeah, mobile. Yep. Uh, the defense. Mobile. You know the defense. Man, they need a lot of help on defense. Um, they need another corner. They need another linebacker. You know, even I think they need another true big person in the middle part of their defense. Um But I don't think the defense is horribly far off. It just they needed someone to go along with Ruben Foster. And then the offense just needs they need a few more weapons.
0: This one is from Bob Hinklehine, And, and when we do the 49ers thing a little bit later, yeah. Um, my man Danny Young we will when it comes to the offseason we will do full like fixes for these teams uh Bob Hinkelhein, love the podcast, you do a great job of breaking down film. You need to talk about Marshawn Ladimore more. He's got great footwork and a tremendous amount of fluidity and flexibility in his hips which allow him to correct mistakes and continuously lock down top receivers game after game. Kid looks great and is having a historically great le- season, not just for a rookie, but for a future Hall of Fame corner.
1: Well, I mean, who's this guy here? Bob Hinkelheim. Bob, Bob, I, 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 promise you, I've been talking about him. I don't know if it's always a lot. We do. We, I mean, and I know I put him on some of my, all, you know, all twenty-two teams early in the year. Uh, but man, no, Bob, he's the real deal. I mean, he's an island corner. He does have Hall of Fame potential. He's already in the discussion for one of the best corners in football. You know why he's good too. You know how you know he's good because Mike Evans couldn't wait to cheap shot him the other day because he was all over his ass and everybody's ass every week, and it's the perfect jumping off point too. Because I'm glad they suspended him. AJ Green, I still can't fucking believe he didn't get suspended. Right? I mean, he chokehold the guy and brought him down from the and back, then punched, and then punched him multiple times because the guy was talking crap to him. And this is why I love Jalen Ramsey. Did you see his quote today? I did. I told AJ Green he's soft and weak, which is true. Um. Yeah, Wait, did
0: he say the witch is true?
1: Uh, yes, he's amazing, and that's why I like watching him play. He pisses the the, the opposing receiver off on a week-to-week basis. It's so fun to watch. It is awesome. Lattimore doesn't do that shit. Lattimore doesn't, like... He's not yapping. He's not yapping. Now, he was yapping a little, obviously. It was towards the end of the game and he was letting them know. Probably well, like, James hey, we're kicking your ass. Right, and he probably said something. But, I mean, come on.
0: Two more comments. One is a funny one. This one is uh, something that means a lot to me. Hmm. Uh, this is from Falcon Puncher Goat. Seriously, and I, I before I read this, I've gotten a lot of these in different forms of communication and it means something seriously in all honesty. I thought it was time to invest my time somewhere else. Football was getting old to me and to be completely honest, I suffer from major depression. Just like environment issues, depression is swept under a rug like mental health isn't a real issue. Right. I say all this to say that I appreciate the work that Sims and Lefko do. Not only to be an unbiased football podcast but throwing some comedy in there to give their listeners knowledge of the game and some hurt sides from laughing so much. Sims making animal noises is the best thing I've heard in quite some time. Thank you for giving me laughter and What seemed like a tunnel in the darkness that never had an end. And thank you for returning my love to football back to me. Go Dolphins four and three. Never look so fugly Thomas. Yeah, Thomas. I want to say this man and to anyone out there. I get a messages all the time. Dude, you, you guys helped me through my shitty day. I'm depressed until I get to hear your podcast. That fuels us so much because we love doing this, and I know that Sims used to come in here and be like, why the fuck are we doing the podcast? But now, there's like a certain energy when we come in here and we get super fucking excited to do right. it, and when we get responses from you guys, whether they're super positive or it's something like Thomas sent us where it's like, dude, shit isn't that great, but you help us out, Right. thank you guys for motivating us. We really do love you guys and what you're turning this into, and we want to keep building it because it's super fucking fun, and if you are having mental depression and you if you are having issues that you don't feel great about, know that you don't have to keep it inside. Know that you can't go and talk about it and that it is a real issue yeah. and it's not just some hidden little issue that you need to keep to yourself. I have gone through bouts of depression before. I talked to psychologists. He goes and he's he's had yeah. professional talks. We've all gone through parts in our life that suck Yeah, and you just need to keep fucking going. Keep fighting the good fight. And realize that it will get better if you have positive energy and you do what makes you happy and you fight for what you believe in so thank you thomas for sending us we love you bro thank you for listening thomas this for you (laughs) i do have a collab i do have all of the best (laughs) ones i'm going to thomas i'm going to put this on the instagram page as soon as we get (laughs) done sims and Lefko, i've put six of my favorite sims animal noises so good i I gotta work
1: on my hawk noise my, 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 my little girl told me how to do it, so I'll have it ready for
0: tomorrow. Oh, you're perfect. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> You'll have to pick the Falcons then. And with our last comment.
2: You want to read this one or you no, want me to? No, I'd like you to read it. Right. My
0: voice is becoming exactly what this guy thought.
2: I, I woke up this morning and checked my email, and this is the first thing I read. Yeah, what's the Got title? Got my day started on a great note. Five-star review, Hot dog underscore skin. Title of the review is, I thought Lefko was a bald fatty. <laughs> <laughs> Been listening to the podcast for a few months and had always pictured Lefko as a balding fat guy for some reason. (laughs) Then, I randomly just saw a video of them doing their podcast, and now that I know what he actually looks like, my brain is scrambled. Sorry, I can't get past it, so I'll have to stop listening. (laughs) Just kidding, y'all are the best, and love hearing your takes on everything, including the non-X's and O's subjects, kneeling, players' point of view, etc., I do reject your First Amendment about Rogers, but other than that, A++ podcast, who dat? Thank you. Thank you very much. Bald fatty. Bald fatty.
0: I have a voice that does not match my appearance, I guess not. Because the other podcast I do all the time, they say that I sound like a really fat smoker that got divorced. So, bald (laughs) fatty. (laughs) I don't know what about your
2: voice would indicate that. I don't know, man.
0: My mom, though, did say to me when I got home, she goes, you need to take better care of your
2: voice. Really?
0: Yeah. Really? I don't know. I kinda of think it's it's unique I think it is too.
1: Yeah, unique a raspiness. Player. You ever
2: read the articles about what Steve Summers used to do at WFAN? Like during no. comer- he used to take an elevator downstairs, smoke a cigarette during the commercial and then come back Oh, up. I could believe
1: it. He looks like he's he's got a cigarette in in his mouth twenty four seven. I mean, so when why I, are I, you, him-
0: I just said that to protect my voice and you talk about a dude smoking cigarettes when I don't smoke cigarettes.
2: I was just saying because you said that other people say that oh, about yeah. you. You're here the whole time. It's on video. You're not we going need to have a. We
1: need to have a 420. Uh, I was thinking about that, a 420 podcast this year, though. We do have to have that. Sorry.
2: And discuss marijuana issues in the NFL.
1: I think we need to actually smoke it before we come on oh, and do perfect. it. And tell right, people, great. like, we did it. It's 420. Happy 420. And just embrace great. it. Great. I'm looking
2: forward to it. Okay. It'll be a lot of fun.
0: Okay. Let me just see what day of the week 420 is. <laughs> We're doing a podcast.
1: Sim,
2: Fendrick, are you editing this out? No, I'll keep it in. Whatever.
0: No. I've wanted to pitch a
2: show. 420 is a Friday. Well, it's the off-season. Um, Marijuana might be legal in New Jersey by the time it's 420. But we're in New York. I understand that, but we could take the <laughs> podcast on the road. We should we just go, go to Connecticut. oh, Connecticut's
1: medicinal. Yeah, you're right.
0: Uh, do you have an update for the fans out there about the lost San Francisco episode?
2: Uh, I do. Cam and I went... Did I text you guys? Yeah, you but, did. did oh, yeah. Cam and I went... Uh, Cam, one of our other producers here, went on a deep dive last week looking for this podcast. We found the email we transfer that it was sent through, but the file has expired. Right. So unless I can, it was never get, saved anywhere. It was not saved. So unless I can get in touch, that was the dark days of the podcast, man. I, you know, I don't have very good records, so. Unless I can somehow recover the file from WeTransfer, the Golden Gate Bridge podcast is forever gone.
0: All right, our picks are coming tomorrow. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. You can follow us on Twitter, at Sims and Lufko. Soon to be more developed on Instagram, Sims and Lufko. And then also hit me up on Instagram, at Adam Lufko Sims, if you want to talk to Sims, message me, and I'll message it to Sims because his use of social media, as we learned on Monday's show, with you not knowing that you could charge your Minimum. phone in a USB Damn, port. Damn,
1: I know. I'm embarrassing. My, you know what? I showed my wife that video that you sent me, and she goes, I didn't know you could do that.
0: <laughs> I need to teach the whole Sims family. Also, if you guys have been watching Sims and Lefko videos on my YouTube channel, which is Adam Lefko1. Go to YouTube. I post every single video. This episode, 139, will be on there. Our pick show will be on there. Our Monday recaps, always on there. Gonna
1: dominate you, the pick show tomorrow.
0: Gonna dominate you. You better. Because I caught up. You
1: big, fat, bald guy. Shut up.
0: Mm. I'm gonna go (laughs) rub my bald head. Guys, for Sims. Peace out, homies. For Fendrick. Good night, everybody. This is the L E F K O E. Man. And we will holler at you mañana. See ya.